This is the first podcast I've ever done. Nobody really knows this about me. I'm fixing to say some stuff like, I was like, yeah, like career ending statements. And I did not smile very much. I was so pissed off and I was so angry. Welcome to Rodeo Time, the podcast. We have a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Cody Johnson. What's your middle name? Daniel. Daniel. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. And we've also got Jeremy Ray Melanson. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear how his voice changed when we started? Oh, yeah. We've been talking off camera, and it was like, it was soft, Dale. That was was commanding. Here we go. Let me try it again. Yeah, that's right. We're going to go down to shoot number three. We've got Cody David Johnson. Daniel. Daniel Johnson. And uh, he's getting on. What's the baddest bucker you ever got on? What's a memorable bucker you got on? Uh, Dude, Mutt Newman over there in uh, Dayton had a big old red bighorn bull that I think he wound up being uh, – they were taking him to like CPRAs and stuff like that. Yeah. But he was like the rankest thing I'd ever gotten on at the time. And I don't know what happened that night. I blacked out and I was like, I landed and they're like 82 points. I was like, oh, that's what it feels like. <laughs> what was, what was the bull's name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, the bull's name was, the bull's name was, I drew what? Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, uh, I was thinking about, I mean, we're in Huntsville. We're at the grounds, the grounds of Huntsville. It's uh, Jeremy's offices here for Turnkey, builds metal buildings. You built this whole place. Oh, yeah. And uh, actually remodeling somebody's house right now. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is my first shot at development. <laughs> yeah. The grounds was? The grounds was, yeah, from, from nothing to something. He built my own, He built my old barn, too, when I lived in New Waverly. Right. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Um, but being in Huntsville, it made me think about... Were you there when I got on R.D. Mercer in the bareback riding in Huntsville? Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I, uh, I've i been on a lot in that arena, too. I passed the other subdivision up the road there, old cowboy country. Oh, yeah. And I was like, gosh, like I had the, the amount of times I've gone in and out of those gates. Right. Just to go. It brought back memories. Not a lot of good ones. Right. <laughs> But there was a lot of memories. Taylor's got it a little more low key now. Yeah, He's Taylor right. Taylor Price is doing a lot better job with it. He's going to put a rodeo on there in September. I guess who sponsored it? Hey. You need to put one on here at the. Grounds. It's the Cody Johnson. I sponsored it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, had a boy. I'm off, off work. So I was like, Craig Price's dad was out at the house doing CP. some dirt work, and I've known Craig since like him and my dad used to work at the prison system together, or yeah. he was a state trooper and. I don't know how, like, I knew Craig, but I never really knew Taylor, even though it's, like, the same age. I guess just different roads, different paths or whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, they're going to have this this deal. And I was like, well, I can come. He's like, well, we're looking for sponsors. I was like, if I sponsor it, do I get separate seating? <laughs> so he's like, yeah, we're going to put you on a flatbed out yeah, there away from the bleachers. I was like, perfect. I'll pay for sponsors just so I can sit by myself. You know what? You know what? We'll put a guitar in your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's now you're up. paying them yeah. to play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can have this whole <laughs> deck for yourself. That worked out band. pretty good. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> else you want to bring. For <laughs> CP and Taylor Price. Yeah. We, uh, we discussed last night getting a Bronx saddle back out, so maybe I could be ready to enter it. Oh, oh man! That's the one you were talking about. Internet. It wasn't the one we were talking about last night, but it'd be a lot more fun. And I hear that Jake and Lee got hoppers. Oh, Jake's bringing the stock. Well, Mike nice. King is bringing the bucking bulls, and I just think that that would be how I would go. <laughs> like <laughs> Cody Johnson cracks out his bull rope. Old buddy Mike King that he started riding bulls with, and now he's dead. So yeah. 
you crack back out in the bronc riding. You crack back out in the bull riding. Dude. At Huntsville. That'd be worth so much more than whatever you're sponsoring it for. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, the day I do that, we're going to raise millions for charity. <laughs> and there's going to be so much insurance involved. <laughs> like, Dude, you could pluck a bull, though. I mean, like, we could I, find a duck. I feel like that we could definitely find a good halter broke little turn back to the right and just fool everybody. I have. Well, be real careful. You don't want to get bucked off a duck. So <laughs> that I'm was saying. the other. Like, bring me a decently ranked one so I have an excuse of why I'm going to land in the gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a brennel muley that turns back to the right and and is. Just a sweetheart. I when promise you, you I could ride him. Now my wife would absolutely flip. Yeah. Maybe we should just come to Winnebago and do it instead of. Yeah, in like front no of cameras. Make sure it's going to work first. It's like, you yeah, don't have film it. Yeah, I think like then if you don't like it, you could be an executive producer, it. like <laughs> yeah. we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll give you the executive producer rights <laughs> and you watch the final edit if it doesn't go the way you want. <laughs> That's the way I am with all my videos. Yeah, I pull in the driveway and assume there's cameras everywhere. Like it, it's going to be way more filmed there than it is in Huntsville. Yeah, yeah, I had a I had a close friend. He's already been outed. And, uh, I'll let you guys figure out who it is. He's a singer-songwriter. But he called me, and he was like, I met the Dairy Queen in Graham. My cow just got out of the trailer. Can you please come help me? <laughs> and I was like, yep. We jump in the truck, and we're headed that way with two horses. He calls me again. He said, please do not film it. I said, nope. I'm <laughs> filming it. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot call a YouTuber. Who to is this? Like, I'm filming this conversation we're having. I said, I'm sorry. You called a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm your first call. You also have to let me do this right. for you. Okay. I have an interview question for you then. Uh, it. Has it not? So I, I remember before, like, I remember the wig. Oh, yeah. Like the wig, man. It's still a wig. Is it really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's got a little gray in it. <laughs> did you? Did you? See? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Why did the like wig that. change colors? Yeah. Is it not taking a toll on you being on camera all the time, all these years? Because I'll I'll tell you why I'm asking this after you answer it. Um, Personally. No. We were talking about this last night. Like, I love that part of my job. It's the part that I – like, we were doing all this. I was doing this before I knew it was going to go yeah, on camera. Yeah, I remember that. Prank like, phone calls. There were no cameras. In – Vegas, like when we prank folk, prank Dude, that was Brandy. 10 years ago. I know. But see, like, okay, stories the about that, by the way. That, I'll bring that up later. But go ahead. I have to have time to turn it off. Right. Like, I love what I do. Like, I'm more comfortable in front of 75,000 people than I am having a personal conversation with somebody I don't know. Like, that's yeah, legit. I get that. And, like, on media days, like, whenever I go up for CMAs or CMTs or iHeart Awards or whatever the heck's going on, like, all day long, I've got a camera on me. Yeah. And I'm not different. I'm not that different of a person off camera. Obviously, I will share my opinions with my friends like I do with you guys, like off camera that I don't think that opinions belong on camera Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. You know, so like it's kind of just keep it to yourself. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but I don't have the need to just jump up and down on camera and state what I feel. So in that, I don't feel like I'm a hypocrite, but like I have to like as soon as the camera turns off, I go like, you know, everybody see me do it. (sighs) Oh. Like right. now I can relax. Like it makes me like, it's almost like I can feel the camera on me. Really? Yeah. So the camera me. part bothers you more than being on stage part. Yeah. Cause when I'm on stage, that's my world but see, and my world's perfect and I control everything in the world. So 74,000 plus people live, you mess up. They all know immediately. 
that doesn't bother you. But a camera where we can delete it, edit it, start over, trash it. Somebody may, if you don't like it, nobody will see it. That bothers you? Yes. You know okay. what I'm saying, though? Like, iHeart, though? iHeart Awards? Uh, yeah, that's a little different. That's <clears> a little we'll different. check this out. This happened. This happened this year. Uh, Howie, my manager, approves all the cameras, right? Uh-huh. So my, my publicist, Jesse, says, when we walk into a room, she's like, hey, when we turn this corner, you're going to be being filmed. Like, don't pick your nose. Right. Okay, cool. Do I, do I have anything in my teeth? It's just that simple, right? right? And when we walk into this next, there will be cameras at this interview. So all this stuff was approved. Backstage was not approved. Someone from iHeart, or no, I'm sorry, I'm saying this wrong. It was the ACM Awards, not the iHeart Music Awards. It was the ACM Awards. Someone from Dick Clark Productions decided to take it upon themselves to get backstage behind the scenes footage and was walking around with a cell phone, not a camera, not like headphones and you have a person working behind it. Right. And I was on camera saying some things that I would never say out loud except to a friend. There were some superlatives right. used that yeah. I wouldn't talk in front of my kids like that. Right. And it got used. It's not. It's just not. I mean, your brand is specific. Right. And I was like, it stressed me out. And I was like, because we got it pulled down. And obviously it was like, hey, you, you, you don't film someone picking their nose. You don't film someone scratching right. their butt or whatever, you know, like, or eating. Right. Something that's not flattering to them. But, like, I'm like, dude, cameras scare me because, like, I always feel like I'm looking over my shoulder like, am I being, am I being filmed right now? Right. You know, did I just say something that's going to come back to bite me in the rear end? Yeah. You know? And, it's, and of course, Brandy, my wife's like, well, then just start watching your mouth. And I'm like, I, I <laughs> I have a serious problem with that. Yeah, that's a great, simple approach. I don't think I, don't, I can do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with what you just laid know. out. I don't know. Man. I mean, that's all pretty standard. When we filmed the Netflix show, there was at one point I kind of had to deliver some bad news to a guy, halfway fire a guy on, on camera. And I was like, no, I don't want this. Yeah, don't ca- put that and, on camera. And as a, while I'm on, phone, on the phone, I see these two cameramen like sidestep because I was going around the round pin. Look back, and it did piss me off. Yeah, because I just told them, and from that point on, there was just no more trust between me and that person. And um, that I, I I don't know. I feel the same way, but I've seen you, you know, politely tell somebody we were uh, at the South Point. Somebody back there come around the corner filming you. You didn't know who they were, you know. But it's just your. There's a line. There is a line. People man. aren't supposed to cross, you know. And right. You're allowed to have. A personal life, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, but like it's gotten to the point like where I bet you like, don't. Yeah, like sometimes. I, I even like, and I hate it, but like I stopped going to church because I'd be in church trying to listen to the sermon, and I look over and there's someone filming me. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, like now I'm not completely distracted. I have, I didn't get anything out of this, and neither did they. It, yeah, and I'm like, I'm a distraction to the service. Correct. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. Like, people make fun of me for my habits of, like, always having the favorite Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like, because I make friends with the people who own it and manage it and wait there. That way, when I walk in, they're like, go to the back. Right. Like, Perfect. <laughs> you already know what I'm going to order, too. You know they got they got those baby cry rooms. <laughs> the what? At, at churches. Like, if a nursing mother is <laughs> at church. Yeah. You're in there it's with so like, weird. Every time Cody comes in here, he just sits with the nursing mothers. <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of gonna get me in more trouble. <laughs> that's true. What's up, ladies? I've sat in there before. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna has- lie. My last time I went to the church, I, uh, the normal church I go to is there's like 14 of us in there, 
What do you when do a, if a woman starts breastfeeding? You just don't look. <clears throat> well, most of the time they got like this big cloak thing they uh, carry that around. Is, he kicks the women out <laughs> so he can have the room. Uh, ma'am, do you see me trying yeah. to enjoy myself? Yeah. <laughs> you know who I am. Yeah, why are you in here? Maybe because I cry a lot. Give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> safe space, man. Uh, anyway, we have so many, like, connections, you and I. It's so weird. Same like, birthday? You said you said a while ago, like, you and Taylor were the same age. I was like, not as much the same age as me and you are. The only person I've ever met the exact same age. Right, the exact, exact same age. Like, I know other people with May 21st. No, the birth date. Yeah, right. like almost the same time. You know what that means? Our parents had sex the same day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm I don't sure know. It does. I don't know. Right? Isn't that what that means? Gestation period varies. Does it? I mean, my calves are all like 180 days apart. Talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor. In a book. Um, but also the paths. Like whenever you were at uh, the talent show at State Convention, I was there. I did not know that. I was, uh, yeah, my dad was an ag teacher. Did you vote for me? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I was not in the same area. Yeah. He didn't vote for me. Well, no, I, mean, I don't I don't remember. You who must I voted not have for. been too talented if he didn't know you were there, but you knew who he was there. So, dude, I remember. That's true. Well, it, there's it more than later. just the talent contest. We don't go to state convention, and that's the only thing. There's oh, yeah. other reasons people are there. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't ever compete in the talent Horse judging, contest. land judging, parliamentary procedures, all there's that. There's all kinds of stuff. Jeremy. I went to state and land judging. But then even just rodeoing around here. Like yeah. I remember the Cody Darnell uh memorial. Mm-hmm. I never went to it. Yeah. But the year that you talk about in your documentary, like I remember like cause Shane, Cody's brother, was mm-hmm. always out at Bubba's. I love Shane. You know Shane. Bobby Shane's crazy. Bobby Shane Darnell. He's nuts. Bobby Shane. Golly, he was so funny. I remember he we were at uh Bubba's and he said uh these mouthpieces supposedly give you 2% more try. That's why I put like three of them in my mouth. <laughs> he said, that's why I put three of them in my mouth. Uh, like when you bite down on them, you know. Yeah. They're supposed to give you 2% more try, so I put three of them in there. Six is what I needed. <laughs> I needed 6% more. That's funny. But that. Uh, I remember anyway. being at South Point, and, uh, you know, I have a few weird, like, it's ironic you say this, but, like, I remember being at South Point whenever Dale was new like brand new like people were like who's this dude with aviators and lacrosse rubber boots on and uh we gravitated towards it but i remember like i was playing south point and people Uh were like who is this guy opening for aaron watson like you know what i mean it's like and so what's funny is like uh cody webster like his first nfr yes we did the exact same thing that you and i did was wound up sitting on the bus in the parking lot like Till five in the morning. This is this is crazy. Like you know, what what do you want to do with your career? I hope it does this. You know, I'm I hope this happens in my career. And me and Webb did the exact same thing, dude. I remember that night like it was yesterday. That was ten years ago. That was probably longer than we sat on the bus till five in the morning, and you were just like pouring wisdom (laughs) into me, and I was just like soaking it in. One of the things you said, you addressed Chris Ledoux. Yeah. And his definition of a cowboy, I'll let you say it. Go ahead. Is, uh, it was what he didn't put in the book, the guy that wrote his book that wished he had, but let your yes be yes and your no, your no be no, no, which was the, Chris's definition of a cowboy. But 
we talked for hours and made a couple of little silly videos even. And then we went in, we went in. I was so broke. I had run out of money and, um, I was staying. The reason I was even at the South Point is because I was staying with Cody, with Chuck Swisher. I didn't know that. He was single at the time. I'd run out of money and I was bunking with him. So anyways, you and I, we go up and we're on, I don't know if you remember this, but we were on the elevator and we go up and, uh, you were on a higher floor, a little nicer room. <laughs> so I get off the elevator first, and we're still talking. And you say, um, uh, we're, we're talking on the elevator, and you're like, and remember, in your career, you're like, the most important thing that you got to remember. And then the elevator door shut. <laughs> and I was out in the hall. And I was like, what did he say? What did he say? And we hadn't exchanged phone numbers or nothing. And then I hear you laughing. To yeah. this day, I have no idea what you were going to say. I didn't say, say anything. And it was the funniest thing I ever. I have always Always remembered. And, but it like, wasn't, you weren't like, it wasn't a joke. Like you were <laughs> legitimately giving me advice. It's just always, never Might forget. Might have had something to do with several Jägerbombs. <laughs> I can hear you laughing going up. And I, I wasn't laughing as much because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's, I, it's a good joke, but I really want to know what he's going to say. Yeah, this is a good story, but. I have an uncanny ability to give people great wisdom and great advice and great guidance. And then whenever it starts to get real for me. I forget all of it. I guess I can't tell myself to do it. I can tell oh, you, yeah, but I can tell I can't tell myself. The worst thing is that anything that that me and Dale talk about, he remembers way better than <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. So he's like, "Well, last time you said this, and this time you're saying this." It's like, man, I don't remember what I where we were at that <laughs> last day. time. Why I you got to be remembering? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was seven years ago, Dale. <laughs> yeah, seven years ago. I do remember. A lot of stuff. Donnie made fun of me because we were putting up a teepee the other day. And I was like, you ever stayed in one of these? And he said, yes, two weeks ago with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> but then Jeremy will say something. I'll remember it for 19 years. Yeah, Brandy's the same way. She's like, one time I was in third grade. It was a Tuesday. It was 58 degrees outside, and I had this this green sweater on. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't remember high school. No, like I did. There's so many people good do that things. to me all the time. Do you? Hey, remember that time we played this show here? And I'm like, no. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this happened and this happened, and then the cops this, and that was a fight. And I'm going, no. Like you legitimately don't remember? No. Uh, I've asked people but, about horses that I got on last weekend, like not anymore, right? But but <laughs> I, hey, you know this horse? Like uh, you should. Yeah. You got yeah. on him Saturday. <laughs> like, oh, dude. My bad. Legitimately didn't remember that. Or don't yeah. don't remember what arenas looked like. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about certain things that are important to some people, and then those same things aren't the same importance to other people. But whatever that is, I have a real hard time with that. I can't remember them. But what is okay. So, like, on that note, I can remember just – I can – I would say 99.99% of every song I've ever started writing or finished writing. Like I just I remember them. See, I was about to ask. There's got to be something you remember just every, and it's it's That's your, like your the music. Thing, yeah, dude. If you knew how many times a night I'm standing back from the microphone, and I don't know the words to yeah. my own song, and it's just a, it's just. And they Saturday come. night, and and you're like, oh, 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 but you just got to go open your and like it'll just come out. It's like mechanics. It's just Saturday, but it's, it gets a little stressful. Sometimes. I think say that seems stressful. It's almost laughable. 
It's funny because they're all just this whole place. I've got them in the palm of my hand, 12,000 people or whatever it is. And I'm like, y'all don't even know. I almost just didn't remember a song I wrote 15 years ago. And I've sang every night since. You're probably at a point in your career where you get a lot of grace, though. Like people oh, don't care. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're not going to boo fun. you off the yeah. stage for that. Right. I would laugh at myself, honestly. I'd be like, hey, I don't remember these words. Can y'all just sing them? Does, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like at this point, not remembering words would be different than. I, I assume, like, getting out there and not, man, can I do this? Can I bring this crowd right, up? Right, right, right. like, at this point, you know you can bring this crowd up. You know you can put it where it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, but you can't you ever, know? like, you can't ever drink the Kool-Aid like that, though. You're right, yeah. but you can't drink that Kool-Aid. Yeah. Because, like, then complacency, there's a, it opens yeah. the door for complacency. Right. And I'm like, I always want to pretend that they're going to hate me if I don't do my best. Does the word, forgetting the words, happen more just because or is it like you get distracted by something you saw in the crowd like a fight that's happened no i'll stop for a fight to watch no to like y'all want to fight it's like collect your wages collect your wages first (laughs) (laughs) you boys want to fight oh my god i did the jenny off of forrest gump one time like recently these two dudes are went out there naked with just your guitar. No, <laughs> <laughs> although I'd sell more tickets probably at least yeah. once. Yeah, now they were trying Kool-Aid. to fight. They were trying to fight, and I was like, "Hey, you stupid jerks, I'm trying to sing a song here!" <laughs> and I think my band is the only ones that got it because we're all dying laughing. The crowd's like, "What's he looking at back there? Like, what is he even talking about?" I just, I don't know. Have you and, ever, have you ever had any fights break out that you couldn't break up? Cody Johnson is the Dale Brisby of country music. He can do with a guitar what I can do with a set of bull riding spurs, and that is Keep It 90, Olson. So look out for his album coming up soon. It's Leather. It's a deluxe album, 24 tracks. Also something to look out for is the new Daleware. It comes out August 8th on RodeoTime.com. It's the same day that we release our next episode of Rodeo Time, and it is the most exciting episode we've ever recorded on YouTube, so look out for that. I'd like to thank our sponsors. American Hat, Total Feeds, K&M Side-by-Side, Rock and Roll Denim, and Mountain Ops Supplements. Check out those awesome companies. Check out RodeoTime.com. We love you. And now back to Cody Johnson and this amazing story. Uh, like yeah. they're bad enough that like... Oh, yeah. Like in, the, like in the bar days, there were some where we got off the stage. Like, man... Somebody could have a gun. You know what I mean? Like somebody might get stabbed kind of deal. Right. Like we grew up playing rough places. And there was some there was some brawls that like we exited the stage and went out the back door and was like, Man, y'all tell us when it's clear to come in there, but we ain't playing that. Like right. like there's beer bottles being broke over people's faces and stuff. Right. So like I'm not gonna sit in there and do that. Like and I you know my background, like I worked at a prison for a long time. Like I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna play. Yeah. I can't play fight. I've had guys <clears throat> one guy a couple of years ago was fighting and he was he roughed up like he kind of bumped into a woman and i called him out and was like hey you know jackass like it's time for you to go get out and he kind of bowed up to me started walking towards the stage and i was like oh you think you're gonna come up here then so i like took my guitar and put it behind me and i had my microphone and i was just gonna hit him in the head with the microphone and noe everybody doesn't know noe he's like my right hand guy he's been with me for like 12 years and Noe was standing right behind me. And I didn't know that it was <laughs> it was happening. And they grabbed him right as he was coming up on the stage and kind of whoop, and took him out the back. And I turned around and Noe's like right here. And I'm like, you should have let him have, you should have let me have him. <laughs> that one was mine. <laughs> but I've seen two women 
I've seen two women fight harder than any man I've ever seen fight. Really? At a concert? Yeah. Like, like hair flying, spit flying, blood flying, just. Did they grab each other's hair or were they yeah. just. It was like, like me and you hold onto a rope and neither one let go and just. And, Dang. and I'm like, God almighty, like ladies, could you please calm down? I saw some, well, there were some women fighting last weekend at a Kid Rock concert. Got to see some, they were not small ladies, and they were throwing <laughs> down. Throwing bones, yeah. What was the roughest thing you saw in the prison? I can't talk about that. Oh, you can't? I I just don't. There's certain stuff, like, I don't go there. Just like, but just like the fighting yeah, like, part, you know yeah, what I'm well, talking about? Or just any of it? stabbed to death, you know? Like, yeah. you, you see certain stuff you see you're like you can't unsee that and it's people have asked me like that's the main like i've been asked that a lot over the years of like what's the worst thing you've seen and i'm like you know like i don't i don't go there it's and, like a personal thing it's not like yeah a legal it's like thing. a well no it's not a legal thing at all right. i mean like but like once you've seen somebody stabbed to death and you're having to handle the situation you don't really know where who did what you know you kind of feel at risk that level of worst thing you've seen is not that didn't cross my mind i didn't even think about that yeah like I've i seen just some, i just meant like a really hard right no i haven't had but like, i guess it's prison yeah, so it's yeah. we're not talking about a concert hard right hook yeah, yeah yeah normal like somebody wakes up in a bad mood and goes to breakfast and throws a hard right hook and okay it's like, yeah so i didn't realize about, i was asking that deep of a question oh yeah it's so you talk about the the rough bars and i'm thinking roadhouse where they're throwing the beer bottles against the, the <laughs> chicken wire right i never so, played behind chicken wire not once okay so we're at we go to some of our friends invited us to a church here in town, and me and Carly go um, to church. We give the kid, we put the kids in the kids' church, and we're sitting there, and we're we're watching the the um, the guys singing at the beginning, and they've got a drum set, and the drum set is in a glass box. <laughs> and I leaned over to Carly, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think? What do you? Why do you think they have the drums in the glass box?" And without missing a beat, she said, "So he doesn't get hit with beer bottles." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. No, uh, it's because whenever they started transitioning out of that old piano mm -hmm. into rock music, some of them old ladies in the crowd weren't as excited about it. I'm so mouthing, they, I'm mouthing to Carson off oh, camera yeah. to please open the door. Jeremy doesn't have AC back here. That's my bad. You know, I'm just the most hot natured person in here. I don't. Know like, I'll, once the first bead, once the first bead does this, it's a water fountain. Yeah, that happens at your shows. I, but it's different at my shows because people are like, oh, my God, look how passionate he is. Look how hard <laughs> he's working. But in a podcast. In a podcast, you're like, why is he sweating like that? Oh, <laughs> he's nervous to be on camera with Dick Risby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could be with it. <laughs> the greatest of all time <laughs> this year. Read it right there. I like the commercial. This year. I didn't get to be your mom's favorite bull rider for nothing. I'm like, gosh, dang. You threw the mom joke in there. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. I was I was happy they let me do that. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very uh, cutting edge. Like I I toe the line, cross it every now and then, but then I we were discussing the line. Carson, my brother in law, is with me today. My ranch manager does a great job, mm -hmm. by the way. J Bar C Ranch, Madisonville, Texas, Kojo Land and Cattle. Um, we were discussing like the line. Like, because I was in a bad mood today, and I'm like, I should have gone on, like, Rogan today and been like, F it, I'm fixing to say some stuff, like. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, career-ending statements. And then I started thinking about, like, today's society. I'm like, I would probably quadruple my fan base. It's oh, yeah. sad, but. Yeah. Polarizing. Yeah. Yeah. People want to watch the car wreck. 
guys, what he means by that is <laughs> the Dale Brisby podcast is as big as Joe Rogan. We just <laughs> we just don't. I was have, wondering if he was going to bite that. We just don't have the explicit e at the end of it sometimes. And no offense to those who do, but this is a kid show. I've thought about that too. Like Taylor Sheridan and I have talked about. Like I was going to be on 1883. Fun fact. And I couldn't make it work with my scheduling. Because you're not that old. <laughs> Just because it's 100 years that ago. Was, sorry, bad joke. Yeah, that bad was joke. the daddest <laughs> joke I have heard sorry. in a long time, dude. <laughs> that was good. But I, you said schedule. It took like, me I for just, a minute. <laughs> I couldn't make it work around my show schedule. Well, it's kind of like they asked me to judge a women's cycling contest once, but I told them I couldn't take 28 days off work. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was that was, dad enough for you? I'm going to take that one. <laughs> you can I'm using it. that Give one. Give me credit the first three times, and then it's yours. <laughs> and then I'm paid off. Then it's yours. But like, anyway. what if, okay, so like, what if we do a movie, and I'm required to be like the murdering outlaw that cusses people up and down and is like total immorality? Yeah. And at first I was like, no, I would never, I would not do that. Nope. Got too many kids that look up to me, and I'm not going to do that. But then I thought about it after a while, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'd. I think I would enjoy trying to be that that guy. And I think that was something, like, if that opportunity ever comes along, I'll probably just make, like, a public statement on my social media. Like, hey, look, I'm going to be in this movie, and I'm going to be playing this part. Do not let your children watch this yeah. as a depiction of, like, Cody Johnson. And, it's like, right. and if you're a fan and if you're going to have a problem, with, don't watch this. But, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it because, like, I mean, who wouldn't want to go be, like, cool actor and be like i think Anybody. that's unsaid though man bruce I think. dern you're playing a part right? I, right it's a character it's not you it's i don't a feel that same way about bruce dern who's bruce dern the guy that killed john wayne in the cowboys <laughs> <laughs> i hate, i do hate that guy. or jake right, but that's people i didn't that, know that bruce that, dern yeah he's isn't horrible. that bruce dern but when they play yeah. multiple villains right they end up being a villain in that but he but it just took one also, for him because at the time he killed wonder, John Wayne. But see, Bruce Dern isn't a character on his own. Like y'all are characters, standalone brand characters in a certain way. Uh, if if you were playing yeah, Cody Johnson true. on screen and you were acting like that, well, see, then it's off brand. I think that okay. if he were a bad guy and he killed, let's say, the John Wayne of this era, Dale Brisby, no. <laughs> Dale Brisby. Oh, I was going to say, who's that? America would hate him. <laughs> America would hate him. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a lot of own Kool Aid jokes. <laughs> I, I don't drink my own Kool Aid. Uh, mm -hmm. You make yeah. your own Kool Aid. That's right. right. Yeah. And then I make all my interns drink it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, you need interns. I kind of do. You sell on interns. I pay pretty hard, my interns man. though. I do too. Oh well, then yeah, I have interns. Yeah, Donnie gets paid. <laughs> Look at them clothes he's wearing. What? <laughs> Exposure. Is that a Gucci belt? <laughs> no. No. It's a leather one that my brother made. Actually. I was going to say, that's a Leroy yeah. belt. Yeah. He made uh, I have a couple of those guitar too. strap. for, Or is it oh, guitar strap or was no, it the belts? belts. Dude, I've still got one belt that he made me that I've been wearing for pr probably, 10 yeah, probably 10 years. And it is like legit. A little, baby, little babies come up to my, like when people come up to the booth and they're like, would you can would you take a picture of my baby? Like absolutely, I thought you would never ask. And then I, if they don't cry, I, it's hard for me to give them back. Like a little baby, I hold somebody else's baby. You don't like to? It freaks I, me out because I feel like it's a setup. For what? 
some type of charge, something. He really? did something. He did something. Now I do. Like, I do Maybe make it's the sure. Background, but I'm like, I do make sure you can see both hands. But that's all the time, no matter the age <clears> or gender of the person. I try to, like, especially like I go to the state conventions, younger girls. You know, like I try to put my hands up like this. You know, Chris yeah. Ledoux never put his hands around anybody. Really? He would stand with his. He would shake their hand, and then put his hands behind his back, like this, and they would take pictures and they'd put their hands on him. And I like, I, like I'll take pictures with people and I hug them, you know. And like Noe is my guide as far right. as like when women start to like grope. He's like, yeah, hey, 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 be. don't do that, don't do that. You can't do that in the picture. And then he's the bad guy. Yeah. So he's they hate him, not me. That's good. And you have to have a bad guy. That's a good setup. Like Noe's like, hey, look, when we get off the bus, we're gonna walk through this crowd. If you want to stop. You stop, but whenever I say, "Hey, I've got to get him out of here," you can blame me. So whenever he's like, "Hey, nope, no more," I got to get him out of here. I say, "Sorry, folks." He says, "I got to go." Well, then he's yeah, the bad guy, 100%. and then I walk around the corner and go, "I five, man." Yeah, and they're like, "Man, yeah. that guy with Cody Johnson is a jerk." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than yeah, and that worked so well before this podcast. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I hope this guy's not listening. I had a guy. <laughs> I had a guy with an infant. What's the movie where they're like, oh, you have a baby in a bar? <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. That boy Donnie. Donnie, I got Sweet Home Alabama in a concert. It was, we were playing an arena. It's probably, I don't know, 17,000 people, 15,000 people. <clears throat> it's an infant with no headphones on, on like the Dang. third row. And as I walk out onto the thrust, the thrust is the balcony that kind of goes out into the crowd, you know, where right. they can touch your feet and you have to worry about that lawsuit. Um, he starts tripped. holding this baby up and I'm singing. I have words coming out of my mouth, singing on a microphone. I'm playing a song and he starts screaming, Cody, Kojo, it's his first concert. Cody, it's his first one. Hold it, man. And you're saying, no hey, shit. <laughs> can you autograph his hat? Cody. And he's, and I'm, and I'm like, and it's like, nah, it's in <laughs> Like just holding this baby up and it's making the people around him uncomfortable. Uh huh. They're like, oh my, oh my God. And I'm, and I'm thinking while I'm ignoring him and singing to the rest of the people, I'm thinking, what do you want me to do? Hey man, can I hold your infant? Up here, just hold him real quick. Get it out of the way. And I, no, I thought about. It. I was like, "What if I? What if I grabbed him, and then just turned around and started to walk off?" And see, this is the kind of conversation you're having in your head that makes you forget a lyric. Exactly. So I run back to the talkback mic, which is a microphone that only we can hear. Right. And I'm like, "Noe, enter bad guy. Noe, please tell this man." And then I'm like, "I'm like, I start laughing as I'm saying it because I'm like 18 years old. I'd never thought I'd say this. Hey, can you please tell this guy to put his baby down so that the people behind him won't freak out and leave? I'm trying to sing. Like it's people. It gets weird. Yeah, it gets weird. That's crazy. That's the kind of stuff that. But then, like on the other hand of it, you're like, I appreciate like that's like that's that's a super fan. Yeah, and that's I appreciate that. But it's still, I was like, I'm I can't take your baby. It's hilarious. You don't get freaked out by holding people's babies. I mean, what if you dropped one? I'm t when I say baby, I mean like eighteen months. <laughs> That's drop, a baby. Try hard. Eighteen <laughs> months. <laughs> oh. I mean, drop it. Aren't they kind of dirty? Like, what if they were like, "Hey, would you take a picture?" I'm like, "Oh, sure, sweetheart." Oh, bloom. And you're like, "Do it." Then what happens? 
Oh well. What is it? The campaign? I'm not gonna Does lie. I haven't thought about this. About my hand after hitting the iron jaw of that baby. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> 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 Congressman punches baby. Sorry. Um, Go on. You'll have to watch the campaign, not with your children. Um. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. The only time I really I think about all those things. The only time I really got set up was like it was in San Antonio this year. A girl. I mean, when they walk up holding something to. Like I'm standing yeah, in the booth. Yeah, yeah. I had a marker or to sign and she came around the corner. She was holding this hat and like I just I just simply pulled my marker out of my pocket and she saw me and she was like, Oh no. And I just immediately put it back in. I was like, Oh, okay, yes, ma'am. Like I don't care. Like I just I, that's what I thought. You're right. standing in line behind nineteen people who had me sign something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't just walk up to people's yeah. stuff and start signing it, you would know, you, like. Would you like me to sign that for you? You know like, I'm trying sure to, you want. I'm trying to eat my dinner. I yeah. just, okay, I was I'm, just, I'll sign that for you, though. I'm in a Mexican food restaurant. I don't know who you are, <laughs> long-haired weirdo. But no, she walked into my booth holding this thing behind someone who had me sign something. Anyway, and uh, she put on TikTok. They had filmed the whole thing. And uh, oh, and then, like. You uh, can't out Dale the Brisby. And then she, she put that part. Puts it in slow mo and then like, cause I immediately put that back, call her ma'am, put my arm around her, take the picture, and then she does this deal where she flips off the camera on a separate. She she edited a video, and then people shredded her in the comments, and she had to like make another video saying she was joking, which she wasn't, but she looked like I, a jerk. I signed Jackson's hat, yeah, by accident. What happened? Jackson's my tour manager, big man, large yeah. large large human being. Oh, you signed it by accident. By accident. That's hilarious. At the end of the show, I walk back out on the thrust out there, and there's like the pit, you know, like so everybody's face level with where my feet are. Right. <clears throat> and I pull up my marker, and you know, like there's a mom and a dad and a little girl, and she's got a sign that says like my first Kojo concert, and so I sign it, and I'm like, take a selfie, you know, and just trying to like people are handing cowboy hats, lots of cowboy hats, man. Resist all. I know you're American, but they. Resist all Cody Johnson hat has right. become very popular at the show. Yeah. Thank you. You have that. your own hat. There's a lot of that's pretty and they're cool. Putting hats. And so it's a bunch of straw hats. And I'm signing hats and I'm handing, I'm signing hats. And I grabbed the bill of this hat, the brim of this hat, and I signed it. And it was on Jackson's head. <laughs> 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 he goes, sure he, he goes, he, he jerked his, he looks up at me and I was like, oh, my bad. That's hilarious. My bad. <laughs> There's that, a co and a squiggle in your hat, though. That's it's my just, bad. And it's a horrible autograph because I realized that it was on Jackson. Trying to get away from you. <laughs> See, does this, and I'm like Johnson. <laughs> this would work a lot better if you'd hold still. Yeah. <laughs> does he still wear it? Please tell yes, me he still wears it. He still wears it. it. That's awesome. He's like, hey, we'll be getting dressed in the bus. He's like, oh, autograph hat night. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should sell like, it. Dude, you should sell that. That's hilarious. Sell it with a cert. I'll sign the certificate of authenticity. Yeah. Did uh, you remember that concert? No. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> the one that 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 deal out in the pasture where the that was called Doxa. Yes, you remember that one. I remember that one. Yeah. I'm not going to say why because I don't want to offend anybody. Right. Well, there weren't a lot of people out there. It was out in the middle of nowhere. It, nowhere. And uh, <laughs> but there were a lot of people driving uh, out dude, there. Oh, I was on stage thinking, man. They cut some really good hay here, like while I'm playing. Like, it yeah. was that kind of show. There weren't there weren't that many people there <laughs> for like a 
a Dale Brisby appearance. Maybe it was an all right turnout <laughs> for a Cody <laughs> Johnson me, concert. Buddy. It was not. This one, no Houston. It was guaranteed money. Right. <laughs> so it was, you know, that part was which good. Which is oh, why you. you have guarantees. Hey, exactly. <clears throat> which I told him beforehand, we're not doing it without guaranteed money because he wanted to make it part of the gate, the gate, the gate deal. I was like, no, this is the first year. Right. I was like, I'm not going to do it without a, a big act. Yeah. And so the first name I said was Cody Johnson. Thank and you. then I'm not, Cody's not going to do it without a guaranteed check. Like, yeah. I knew that. I didn't even ask Howie to do the, the deal anyway. But what was funny was like, there were a lot of people coming in because it was just such a far drive. We could see a trail of lights. And I went on stage. And, Which album was it that you were releasing <clears throat> or had released that, or was it? Luke uh, Bryan, it was gonna be number one. <clears throat> oh, um, that was cowboy like me. Yeah, it was cowboy like me, and <clears throat> it was it was about to be the number one. It wasn't Luke Bryan. Who? It was Blake Shelton. There it was. And, it was uh, about to be number one, and they re-released an. We old can take album. this story out if you want. I don't I'd, care. It, but it it happened. They re-released an old album and marked it down to ninety nine cents. <laughs> And it went number one. And Be, I didn't get because it. obviously it was, you know, it would go number one at yeah. less than a dollar. So I went out on stage and be like, I know the show's supposed to start at 7.30. We're going to wait till 8 o'clock. There's a long line of people trying to get in. And Blake Shelton's at the front of it just refusing to pay more than a dollar. That's what I told the crowd. I remember that. <laughs> refusing to pay more than a dollar. <laughs> Sorry, Blake, if you're out there. I'm sure you probably didn't make this call. But And when, if you're listening 20 minutes into this podcast, then awesome. good for you. Speaking of guaranteed money, you got, I had no idea, by the way, what the preface was on this. Let me. <laughs> he texts me and says, can I pay you to come be on this podcast? And I, oh my, I almost like legitimately <laughs> came up with like a – a deal structure, like had Howie like send him a contract <laughs> and a deal structure of like a payment plan and like all of it and like guaranteed upfront by this date. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I was like, no, you can't pay me. Like I'll just, I had no preface on what this was about. So if I'm like just going down rabbit holes, it's just cause I'm talking like three of us just sitting here talking. I think like this is the first, not only the first podcast I've ever done, but I don't listen to podcasts. So I have no idea how this is supposed to go. Well, you're doing well? great. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going doing great. great. And you won't care anyway if you're not going to listen This is what my it. wife... I'll listen to this one now. I actually didn't know. This is how disassociated I am. I didn't even know there was this podcast. I'm a, I'm your newest fan now. Newest well, thank fan. you. Yeah. You might be the only reason... God, Brandy's going to love you. <laughs> it took Dale and Jeremy to get you to listen to a podcast? Anyway, speaking I listen of... to podcasts that Brandy tells me to listen to. I know. Like... She, They're good. She sent me, listen to this. I'll, I'll get back to guaranteed money in a second. She sends me, you know, we have a, our nonprofit organization that you're on the board of, of a different day. And we were, there's this new movie out called The Sound of Freedom. About Love it. Tra it was hard to watch, man. About traffic children and, and you know, women that have been uh, exposed to a different line of work than what women should be exposed to. Uh, you can go watch it on your own. <clears throat> Brandy sends me this link of the guy that plays the guy and it's them talking. Yeah. Well, she sends it to me and I'm and in context, I was like, well, this looks very interesting. Like if I'm going to go watch this movie, I'd really like to know this backstory. Well, five minutes into this clip that she sends me, Tim I'm Ballard, like, Tim Ballard. Yeah. I click it. 
and five minutes in, I go sit down in my my bathroom. I've got a really comfortable chair in there, not the toilet. I was about to and say. <laughs> I just I just go chill, right? Five minutes in, I, I'm like, how how long is this clip? <laughs> It's an hour and 45 minute podcast. And I'm like, nope, click. And she was like, did you enjoy that clip? I said, the first five minutes were great. She goes, you didn't make it past five. I said, Brandy, don't send me something an hour and 45 minutes. You send me three minutes, lady. If you can't get it in three minutes, which I mean, I don't know, man, it's just me, but I don't read books either. Yeah. I read every day. Like I read your hat while I go, like I don't read books. I can read. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't do it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the hat, I had the story. I was like, you said uh, when you texted me, you were like, any old stories from back in the day? Well, speaking of guarantees, a guarantee. I just thought of this, and I hadn't thought about this in over ten years. Uh, Scooter Brown, an artist, used to be based out of Texas. Now he's in Nashville. We played, we played a bar, and somewhere on the coast, the Gulf Coast in Texas, one time, and we were supposed to be paid. I think he got like 750 bucks and I got like 750 bucks. And at the end of the night, the club owner was like, well, didn't do as well at the bar tonight. I thought we would. So sorry about your bad luck. We're not, I'm not paying you. And we're like, no, you're, you're going to pay us. And he's like, no, I don't have to do anything. He's like, it was a verbal agreement with your booking agent anyway. There's not a contract. So have fun with that. So he just leaves and goes into his office. Dang. And I looked at Scooter, and he's a he's a former Marine. And I'm like, we're we're going in there to get that money. He's like, yep, we are. Well, his office was connected to a kitchen. <laughs> One of us picked up <clears throat> what resembled like a like a big like a big uh, butcher knife. Yeah. And one of us may or may not have picked up what resembled a, a large skillet. Yeah. And uh, the skillet got banged on the table a few times, and the knife kind of moved around. And there was it was pretty much, hey, we're gonna need that money. Yeah, and uh, we both got paid. And it was it, we both got paid. That's so, so much farther in a confrontation than I'm ever willing to do for fifteen hundred dollars. Like, at the time, though, I was dead broke. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I had him, to have like, that. I mean, from like the guy, like telling someone oh, you're yeah, not going to pay him fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, that was kind of our point. Side. Yeah, I meant the other side. No, 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 I didn't mean not going <laughs> and getting your money. Like, yeah, we yeah. got to get home. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, maybe I like, maybe like, uh, I should start doing podcasts for therapy just to get stuff out. It's fun, huh? And then we'll just edit out the parts that like you shouldn't say that. <laughs> when I did my documentary with Sean Silva. I did this whole thing, and uh, at the end of it, he goes, man, I'm going to take out that, 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 and that, and that. And I was like, why are we taking that out? And he goes, save some stuff for therapy and VH1 behind the music when you're old enough that nobody will care. Yeah. And I was like, okay. That's a good guy. I hate the term, but I think the term is called killing your babies in the music, in 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 the film industry. It's like you film this one part, oh, like yeah. we did it with oh, yeah. Netflix. Most it's of it just ends like up on the floor. Yeah, we had for two months we film, and there's like these two or three deals that we filmed that were amazing. And I'm like, why didn't that end up in there? And they called it, and I hated that expression. Yeah, because I'll. It's the same know. thing with songwriting. But you have well, a great idea, and by the time you get through with it, your idea didn't get in it. Well, I still have this great idea. I'm gonna yeah. take it with me. <laughs> but talking about Next like song. a podcast or your documentary being therapy, like it's was it liberating getting that out when the documentary went out yeah getting those thoughts 
Like, just was it freeing to just say it? Well, it started with uh, <clears throat> writing the song. Right, right. The the song rodeo, itself, like writing "Dear Rodeo," was therapeutic, and that's what I was that doing. That was it liberating. For. But then, like, I don't know if I can do enough podcasts. Like, my wife is constant. She's con- like, "You need therapy." I don't know if it's like just like her thing to say, but like, I'm starting to like, want, like, do I do I need therapy? Like, do I need someone to talk to? I think we all that's probably what we're do. doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, but we're, we'll I know Brandy's I, on the other side of these cameras. I, know, yeah. I need therapy. I need therapy where I can like say stuff like I just need to be able to say stuff with no judgment. But then like I'm probably gonna only get one appointment with that guy. Yeah. That guy's gonna be like, sorry, I can't see you anymore. Yeah. You scare me. Now I need therapy. <laughs> I know I need therapy the because I've heard you talk for thirty minutes. <laughs> the therapist needs therapy. Yeah. That's the part where I ask you how it makes you feel, but I don't really want you to tell me how it makes you feel. <laughs> That's so, the way I feel about uh, therapy. <laughs> it's like I know this question's loaded because if I actually answer it, then they're gonna call in someone else. Well, yeah. My, my uh, total feeds, uh, he's more of a friend now than an endorsee, but Corey Anderson, Dr. Harry Anderson's son, he uh, has a four, it's not, he's not a therapist or a psychiatrist, but he has a psychiatry degree. And so he is, and he's a, just a good dude. So he's good at helping people. But he says in therapy, it's normally <clears throat> the therapist helping the patient just discover something about themselves. I already know what's already, wrong with They them. already know it. They just <laughs> need to know. say it. But, you know, <laughs> I know what's wrong. They help them discover their own. They help them discover their own problem. Like it's it's in the client in the. They just well, have to like, say you it. Know, like, <laughs> she she might kill me for this. Um, so if I turn up dead, investigate Brandy okay. first. All right, Brandy. Um, she's like, you should it's go talk to. Some, you asked about the prison stuff. She's like, you should talk to somebody about, you know the few situations where you've had where it bothered you and this and that. I'm like, I know what the problem is. Like, yeah. I don't like rude behavior and I won't tolerate it in a minute. Like it kind of like, I, I don't know how I, yeah. I feel like if I ever talked and opened up to somebody, they would be like, um, yeah, we wasn't planning on going that deep today. It's only been 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> I'm going to need to see you for six weeks. Yeah. Um, <coughs> that's crazy. Yeah that I was thinking about, almost talked about it when, at the beginning whenever I was introducing both of y'all. Uh, so we all went to eat. How long ago was that? We went to that. Uh, Eight years. No, it was longer than that, wasn't it? Clara was here. Like Clara was born. Seven wasn't. How old is Clara? So eight. She's eight. So nine seven, years. Seven. Eight, yeah, eight years probably. Do you remember being my therapist on the back of my bus? I do. I do remember that video. That was hilarious. Speaking of therapy, I, dude, I can't wait to go home and be like, I have proof I've done therapy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you could pull it up on YouTube. What uh, yeah. What? What line did you from, uh, was it pure country? All the smoke and the lights. Yeah, that's what you're saying. <laughs> it ain't me. And then I uh, fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> turned up that heater on that stage. I kept using it like, yeah, well, I think maybe just chicken. you need to get back to it in a Texas kind of way. Like I was yes. using all your lines. It was cheesy. It was fun, and though. And it streamed like crazy. And then you stepped off of your bus, and you were like, yeah, but can I just one more? I was like, I don't, just come back next week. And I pushed you <laughs> off, and I shut the door like it was my bus. That was a, you get the joke. See, like, but uh, you talk like, therapy like when i say when i say i want to get stuff out like i want to get it out have you ever seen the pro uh the uh <clears throat> experiment where they take the person's arm and they shove it all the way into a huge bucket of ice and they're not allowed to cuss mm. have you seen this uh-uh. 
they take two people. I actually did a study group. There was like five here and five here. So they did this big, long test study where they shove their arm all the way into this big, huge ice cylinder. And uh-huh. it's like painful. Five, these five people and these five people were, these were allowed to cuss. These weren't. Yeah. And they were like the people that weren't allowed to say curse words, their heart rates were through the roof. Their blood pressure <laughs> went crazy. Like cardiac events happened and like their brain waves were going yeah. nuts. And the people that were allowed to just scream cuss words were so much more healthy. So it's kind of like the mouthpieces that Bobby Shane had in his mouth, <laughs> like how they help like yes. the cuss words, like help release the bad. That's a, that's interesting. Yeah. Some yeah. people take them as a great, and it would probably freak people out if like, if I just went off, but sometimes it's like, man, can I just get into like a, like a safe room and just let it all out for the, and then we're good for the most part. Like <laughs> it's unattractive. Girls can be unattractive about the way they cuss. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't like, wait to hear the rest of this. I just, I think, you know, like a, a classy young lady, you know, for the most part, just, but there are some girls that can that can drop certain cuss words and it is like the for lack of better words the cutest thing teeter yellowstone <laughs> well his wife being one of them i'm not gonna say it's cute yeah. but it's normal. <laughs> you don't think it's cute when carly we I mean, do it doesn't bother me. <laughs> when carly <laughs> drops it like but it's professional it, it's hilarious like she's she's not practicing do you realize it? how much carly's personality and my personality are like right me it's, and Brandy it's a just trying scary. to keep things under control over yep. here. Him and Brandy have like the very level-headed, and me and Carly are like, "You want to step outside and fight?" Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we're the loose cannons, and it cracks me up. I can see it. It cracks me up. I can see that. Um, family vacations are a blast. Yeah, have y'all been on like what five together? Yeah, uh, just wherever Cody takes us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. That's <laughs> you got that lake house now. Ooh, have y'all yeah. been to his lake Damn. house yet? I mean, that's no. back to your roots. That's Lake we'll Livingston, it. buddy. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Sebastopol, hey, born and raised. Another circle that we, like, ran in but didn't bump into each other, um, you talked about in the documentary, was uh, Mike King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was, like, a group of bullfighters and guys that would run around there. It might have been a little bit after, but they started, they said, said like, Seto. Southeast Texas outlaws. Oh my God. And uh anyway, but uh Jake King, was he he was kinda is he younger than you? Jake was a I'm thirty six, bro. Yeah. You should know this. Right, I do. Jake was a child. Yeah, yeah so Jake, Jake Jake's younger. Yeah, like he was a kid. Like I didn't and I didn't see Jake King again until like he was all grown up and like had this athletic build and was like fighting bulls and I'm like, bro. When did you grow up? And he's he got spoke. kids now, by the yeah, way. He does he really? Yeah. He spoke and he still had the same voice. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just kidding. I was like, ah, yes. His voice. He's got the same voice. He's got the same voice as when he was a child. Yeah. Mike too. I, like you're t- Mike, man. Hey. I love that family. I I got one over there one night and I got bucked off like four. And I was like, pitching in the I, pines. Is that what did they call it that then? The, I was there before the pitching in the pines even happened. Dang. This is when Mike was like, he didn't have anything, but just he was just bucking bulls, man, at his house. Yeah. And uh, King Street. I was like, what am I doing wrong? And Mike's like, yeah, you know, 
sometimes you try hard and it don't work out, man. But you you keep on trying, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. Hell, I don't I don't know. And I'm like, that's, that, is that not Mike King? Dude, you've been a, so spot on. You've been you, a lot you of uh, therapy in your life. It it turns out like all these therapy <laughs> sessions, you're good. There, yeah, half of them are stock contractors. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is normal people right there. Yeah, Sammy Andrews, just like. You remember, you remember Mike King. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is spot on. That's straight Dude. Mike King. The impressions, it's part of the most entertaining thing that he does. And I know that's saying something, but I, he's flipping Brandy impressions. Brandy says that it he all does, the time, dude. but I'm like, I don't know. I mean, they're not like polished, cleaned up like an impressionist you were watching on TikTok or anything, but they are, they're right. And that it's was spot like on. Just what else you got? I don't know. See, this is, I got good. I don't know. And well, who's going to get offended over it? You know what I mean? Well, like, who, Mike who, ain't because it sounds just like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Imp recording. Like he did Craig the other day, and I was like, oh, dude, Craig's good. Yeah. It's just good. Let's let me hear it. Impressions Craig. and metaphors. Yeah. Like, I come up with the stupidest metaphors, but you can't unravel it. You can't tell me it's wrong because it's not. It's just really stupid. And the best, the two, my kind of metaphor, right? the, time, <laughs> the time I like to break those metaphors out the most is when Brandy and I are not getting along. Okay. And you got an example? It usually, like, I'll think of one in a minute. It usually, she just, and then I'm like, it made sense. Don't tell me it didn't make sense. She's like, you and these metaphors. I'm like, but we're not fighting right now. Oh, kind of like an analogy even. Yeah. Like, like a like great analogy. trying to explain something oh, to yeah. her. And you're oh, just like. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like that turtle we saw in the dock down there at the lake. Yes. Just like that. Yeah, it's like if a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his butt every time he jumped kind of thing, yeah. but way more dumb, like yeah, way yeah, yeah. more dumb. But it makes so much sense that whenever I say it, I immediately want to go like this. Right. Like if I had a microphone, that's when you drop it and walk out of the room. And that that's probably when it's good that it's not recorded because yes. – Doing a mic drop after saying something so dumb. No, Later so apparently, you realize, no, be. she's been writing them all down all these years. Apparently, her and Jody Bartula, my fiddle player of like 13 years, have been writing things down for years. Oh, awesome. So there's going to be a, a Amazon bestseller called Codyisms. Yes. And we're going to be able to just read all this stuff that Brady's been documenting. Yeah. Yeah. That's my retirement plan. I haven't noticed <laughs> or seen the tattoo. I'm, I'm assuming that's her name on your yes. bicep. Dude, I freaking love tattoos with color. I've got Corey, a red rose up here, and then Clara, little Kellogg's box sunrise right there. I, if I had a tattoo, it would have color to You it. should get a tattoo. You haven't gotten rodeo time tattooed yet? No. But it has been tattooed. So, like, what is, you know, because you think about, it, it's like people having you sign things or having tattoos of y'all's brand or name or something or tattooed face. on their, or your face tattooed I, on their body. I don't have that's well, real. That yes, happened to me. Yeah, for sure that you have that. You know, like so. <coughs> like it, it's it's kind of like well yeah, but they're they're them. Of course that's happening. But it's like but yeah, but they they created it from nothing, right? Like these brands didn't exist before they made them exist. These you know what I mean? So it's like you've created something from nothing that's gotten so big. Other people tattoo it on their bodies. That, it is that's frequent to think about. I, I was about and to say cool. I see that, that right there's the on a lot of people. Or signatures. Like, and I always ask people to be like, hey, sign my shoulder. And I'm like, are you getting this tattooed? Yeah. I'm like, okay, then stand still. Like, yeah, give did, me a yeah. new pin. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I want it to I'll be, be right. very, yeah, because the yeah. first couple of times I did it, I was like, oh, that is so cool. That's, I wish I'd have done that. That's horrible. Yeah, okay. I, I wish I, I'd have I done that I love that you said that. I do the oh, same dude, I was thing. like, oh, so, you got that done. 
So I'm going to say, sign right here, and I'm going to go get it tattooed. And I'll be like, okay, hold on. And I turn around, and I grab a Rodeo Time sticker. And I was like, how about I sign the back of this? You get the Rodeo Time logo, and then the signature. You have, they, can, they can trace it. Under yeah. it. And then, it, you know, it's like, it's even, it's even bigger than Dale Brisby. It's an idea that you can apply to your life somehow. The Rodeo Time, you know, like, what does Rodeo Time mean to you? And it came from Dale Brisby. That's just my thought. But I do get, like, <clears throat> real nervous about the, do you give them, I bet you do, free, I, free got, merch. I I've like, got one for you. And I'm going to Australia next month to go open for Luke Combs for a month, right? I'm wondering if I'm going to meet this man. There's a man in Australia with my face, one of my posters, very nicely detailed on his entire back. Oh, wow. Like Steve-O. Yeah. But you on him. Yeah, it's me on a microphone going, wow. That's what I said. And I was like, bro, I don't love me that much. You're probably going to meet that guy. I surely kind of want he to. Knows you, surely he knows you're you're headed there. He knows your tour dates. I'd be terrified. <laughs> you got, if he's to got a poster of you on his back, he's got your tour dates. I, I don't I'd know. be terrified to know what he knew about you. He might be, be the honest. reason you're going. <laughs> he might. Be, he, he might. <laughs> he might have done the whole petition on his own. Yeah. To get you. Yeah. In the, what Australia. was the the Sandra Bullock nine one one call where that fan is in her house? Like, <laughs> he might be the reason you're going, and you, he goes to all the shows. Do you know think out there, man? Yeah, thanks. No, I, I'm just kidding. This guy's probably a badass dude. He's got Maybe. good taste. Yeah. But I guess. I, I don't know. I don't have, like, I've got feathers for, like, that's Groveton Indians where I went to school. I laughed about the C-Tex or whatever, but that's E-Tex. Native to East Texas. Pines. My brand, um, my band logo, the Rockin' CJB, and the Teos Vaqueros, and I've got my wife and kids, like, Everything has a little bit of a meaning for, for me. sure. Now, Dustin Noblet, if he's listening to this, he's the CEO of Pro Equine, which owns Resistol. That a boy, and he doesn't have one of these, so technically, he doesn't live it every day. Yeah, I hope he hears this. Yeah, do you live it every day? Ricky Bowen, the president, has one. Just throwing that, that out there. I like Ricky. Sticky Ricky. Oh yeah, dude! I saw a picture of Ricky Bowen and Donnie Gay. Like outside the Coors Light van Dang. from back in the day, and I'm like, they were straight pimping, man. Dang, like that was cool. I would have liked to have seen some vlogs, Dude, some YouTube videos from flat, those days. Four inch brim hats with the long hair and the little mustache. Like it was like Dude. it was legit. <clears throat> we we all think that we're the first ones to no be kidding. out there having fun because no their kidding. pictures are in. Black I would and white. not. The, have wanted to watch those blogs or YouTube videos. Like that's probably career ending stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not I for would. a bull rider. Dude. Yeah, maybe. It is a judged event. I mean. I always said, like, the only reason I have a career is because cell phones weren't a thing whenever I was in a van and trailer. Or, or like you said earlier, you might have a bigger one. You <laughs> never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's true, too. Sometimes, at some point, you get big enough to where you can do those things at, at a certain size. You just get canceled. You're not yeah. important enough to keep around to get in front of the people you need to be can in I front say the, Can I say the B word on here? So, do you remember Blake Shelton when he used to do his Twitter thing? That was the B word. Yeah, I was about to say. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, he would end every tweet with "bitch." You didn't, you didn't remember this? Uh-uh. No. Oh, it was it was like it just this was before he was like big movie star, like you know TV host icon, just a country artist, and he would get drunk and go to tweeting, and people he'd be like, "I'm drunk. Anybody want to tweet me?" And they would tweet him like, you know, "What's your favorite meal?" And he was like, "Anything at your mom's house." Dot dot dot. 
bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like totally offensive, but people loved him for it. And I'm yeah. like, God, well, I wish I could do that. Yeah. It'd be more therapeutic. Right. <laughs> no, I did not know that. That's it was funny. great. That was the only time I'd ever had social media. And then I filled oh, out. Oh, you did have Twitter in the early days. I did. And so I just got off of it. So for the last 12 years, I have not looked at a single social media post. Like, I don't watch the news. I don't watch cable or satellite TV. Yeah, like, so just, when uh, uh, oh, I do our song came channel. when our song came out, our song. <laughs> Cowboy Code, Scale Co- 1 to 10. Cowboy Scale 1 to 10. Literally the greatest song that Cody Johnson has ever, ever recorded. recorded. <laughs> Cowboy Scale 1 to 10. I was posting about it and putting uh i would use the audio and reels and you know just doing what i thought would help promote the song and uh and then uh somebody said something about posting how's that and they said you and i was like yeah i, d- I doubt he's seen any of it because he doesn't get on there like he because somebody was talking about tagging you in it because there was one i posted something about it and didn't tag you or something like that and well, Brandy's uh, always like, you have your own social media. Because I get TikToks. People send me stuff. Right. But I have like I have like 20 group chats. Like my Maverick Brothers and the Taos Vaqueros. I have that group chat. I have group chats that are going hunts that Jeremy's been included in. And, you know, like group yeah. chats from these different cowboys or whatever. Like I have them and they send stuff. And I'm like, well, that's all I need. Like they're my filters. Yeah, and yeah. then you'll forward it to like me and Carson and watch those videos. Right. Like I'll get funny videos from you every once in a while. I'm like, where does he even get these from? I just got it. <laughs> I just yeah. got it. But, like, I I wish, like, for the comedy aspect, I wish I had a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Like I might, like, make one, like, totally 100% not Cody Johnson. Like, that'd be the handle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, 100% not Cody Johnson. <laughs> and just, I just want comedy. Are you in a group text with Trevor? No. I know you are. But no, we've texted. We, okay. we do text. Brandy doesn't even have her own social media. She can't really criticize that's because, and I have no problem saying, I know she's going to hear this, because she'll go down the rabbit holes. That's why I don't do it, is because, like, okay, for instance, out of, during 2021, after COVID and the whole George Floyd thing and all this stuff, I was on stage, and I said a very patriotic <clears throat> speech about, like, unity. Like, it doesn't matter what color you are. Right. We should be unified. There's three colors that matter, red, white, and blue. Like, yeah. we should be unified. Love your fellow man. You can agree to disagree. Like, it's part of being an American is to disagree. That's why right. we're not run by Hitler. Right. Because we can all disagree, and it's still okay. Like, the world's not burning down. Right. And one of the first comments, on, and I was like, I was just curious. I was like, you know, what's, what, are the, what are the comments like when I say stuff like that? And, and it was like, one of them was like, oh, just out the show tonight watching Cody Johnson be a racist on stage. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like so blown away and offended. I got mad. Well, three days later, I was still mad about it. And I'm like, this is not healthy. I, this is toxic for me. So I was yeah. like, I don't even look. Yeah, like, it's I don't good even that you don't. It. It's yeah. good that you don't then. But the, the, oh, we get I kind of want to just comments. do stuff. Just random out like out of character stuff and then just go hide in the corner and watch the comments. Like, right. <laughs> Sometimes they're fun. We do enjoy we've got some uh some people that don't like our stuff, some people that do, and then some people that really do. And those are the ones that get really interesting. I want to watch them go at it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's better that I don't. That's funny. I, speaking of that, I was doing the patriotic thing the other night and my biggest thing 
and I probably should copyright this, but my biggest thing that I've said, like, is love them anyway. Uh-huh. Like, if you disagree about politics, if you disagree yeah. about whatever it is, no matter your color, no matter your gender, no matter how much money you make, no matter what you believe, you know, religiously, just love them anyway. Because before we were born, <clears throat> there were American soldiers that gave their life for us to have the, the right to disagree. You bet. Like, it's okay. Nobody cares who you voted for. Like, everybody got real hot over Trump and Biden, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, nobody cares. Like, our grandfathers were scared to death to talk to each other about who they voted for. Yeah. That was fighting terms. Like, did you just ask me who I voted for? Like, it's right. none of your business kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I'm given this very, and, I, and, 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 you know, you guys have seen my show. Like, I mean it. Like, right. I feel it. And, and that night was an emotional night. I was just feeling the energy from the crowd of like how much they were giving to me, how much, how appreciative, how loud they were singing, how passionate they were. And I was like a couple of times during the show, like I teared up. I was like, I just want you guys to know, like, I love you. Like, thank you for giving me what you're giving me. Like I live for this. Yeah. And as I'm doing this political, not political, but this positive take on this political thing, I look out in the crowd and there is one woman and she has both of her fingers in the air. Dang. Just boom. And she's got them up high, and she is saying over and over, every time I say something, F you, F you. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of start watching, and I'm getting distracted. And I'm thinking, like, man, she's just hammered. You know, like, there's nobody around her. She's not with right. another woman. She's not with another guy. Like, she's by herself. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking, and I'm like, her clothes don't match anybody else. Yeah, here. she came with an agenda. And that's what I, and I. Right. That's when it hit me. I was like, you came to this show just That's to do BS. that. Yeah. Just to do that. Yeah. And I came back to the talk back mic, Noe, enter Noe again. I'm like, get security over there and tell her I said, you bought the tickets. You knew what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Like, I'm like, this is why I don't have social media. To the woman in the crowd tonight. Right. Yeah. yeah like, lawsuit. Are yeah. you really that surprised? Like, she's not surprised. She just wanted controversy. But people should, I mean, like, you are a red-blooded cowboy American wearing yeah. a cowboy hat on stage. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't, I just. And that's her way of being important that day. But there. So, that's, but that, the trolls are why I can't do the social thing. Right? See, I, I, I've kind of teetered back and forth, like, as to how much of, like, how deep into my message I need to go. Like, for instance, about my faith. Um. It's not that I'm ashamed at all. You know, I, I, I talk about my faith on social media, but sometimes I wonder, like, how much do I need to respect the fact that God made me a comedian? Not, I'll talk about my faith all day long, more even politics, politics. But, like, how much do I need to respect the fact that God made me a comedian and you and a country singer? Yes, exactly. I am their escape. Your music is their escape. Okay. But I'm asking. I'm not trying to tell you. I struggled with this, and I, Pastor Randy Weaver of Lone Star Cowboy Church in Montgomery is the person that I kind of counseled. I See, I did do therapy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went to him and was like, I don't know if I should just, like, push that in my show because I'm not the best example. Right. From the outside looking in, yeah, you might think I am, <laughs> but, okay, we go to a Mexican restaurant. Say if we go to eat lunch after this, I'm going to order a margarita because yeah. I like Don Julio and Yehu and Grand Marnier and fresh orange juice and fresh lime juice. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you're a Christian that says, well, that's not very Christian, and now I don't like you. Yeah. Okay, if you start something with me that crosses the line aggressively, like or towards my family or my guys, like I'm not 
scared to fight at all. And I will <laughs> fight. Like, I don't have a temper and I'm not a wild card, but like, you want to go, I'll go. Well, that's not very Christian, right? Uh, working cows. What did I tell you from working your post? Cows doesn't count. No, hey, he did the thing, the post. That the different some, cattle calls. The different calls. cattle calls. Like, sometimes you're the whistler, you know? <laughs> Come on, girls. Oh, no, that was different. The girls is the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sweetheart. Sweet talker. Come on, girls. Come on, girls. And then there's the growler, you know, hey, hey. <laughs> and, then, and then there's the, uh, what was the, that, the coach? Go right through that gate right there. Take a right, you know. <laughs> you hit the oak tree, you've gone too far. And then there's the explicit. Well, I was like, dude, when I'm working cows, I go from whistler yeah. to explicit like that. Yes. Like I had one get in my business yesterday, and, I mean, I, I said things like, thank God my kids weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it, but anyway, like that's not very Christian. So I'm like. I went to Pastor Randy and was like, I don't feel like I'm that good of an example because I don't, I don't do everything right. And he was like, that's what makes you not only human, a human being, but it makes you a better Christian for saying that you believe anyway, like that this is what I believe and I struggle and I'm not perfect. Right. And neither are you or neither are you or neither are you. Right. And that's but we still try to be followers of Christ. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense. And like, so then I incorporated it into my show. Like this might be yeah. some wisdom I can pass your way. But like, I was like, look, I'm probably, I probably am the most imperfect Christian in this room. Yeah. However, however, I'm going to give him the glory because that I know that his guidance has led me to here. You bet. You know, like, and I feel like I'm much more comfortable with it now. So like when you were talking about trolls, uh, Jeremy and I each read a book. Love that movie. Um, <laughs> but like, one thing in uh, there's a book that addresses this part of the Corinthians where Paul is addressing the church in Corinth and they were name dropping. The church was name dropping like I need to be the leader because Paul discipled me. I need to be the leader because Apollos discipled me. And Paul tells them, he said, do not boast in men. And then he says, um, I don't care what you think. I don't even care what I think. And he says, my conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. Timothy, Paul says, he is the chief of sinners. He's arguably top five most influential people in the history, in the of, history of the world. Man. And yeah. he calls himself the chief of sinners, but his conscience is clear. Right. He's saying, I'm not innocent, but my conscience is clear because in Romans 8.1 it says, um, there is now therefore no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So like when you come to be a Christian, you and God are good. Yeah. So like what Paul's saying is like, I don't care that the, about your opinion of me, whether it's good or bad. I don't even care about my opinion of me, whether it's good or bad, because me and God are good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Romans <clears throat> 8, 1 says, if you, there's now therefore no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. If we're in Christ Jesus, me and God are good. What does it matter what a troll thinks? Right. It doesn't even yeah. matter what we think. And that's the problem with a psychiatrist these days. They're going to tell you, it doesn't matter what they think. It only matters what you think. But what Paul is saying is that ain't right either. Yeah. It matters what God thinks. <laughs> that's how I've tried to take trolls lately. That's a good that's a good perspective to have. And then not getting trapped in judging them. You know, how correct. How it, <clears throat> you know, that that when we were reading that same book, it was talking about how, you know, God's gonna judge you how you judge others. And I was yeah. like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Dude, made okay. it make sense for me. I've worked you know? on that, too. Like, I've really worked on that, too, of, like, I said this to Brandy the other day. We were talking about, we watched a movie 
that was about, it was called uh, Best of Enemies. And it was about um, a former KKK leader that helped step down and made a friend with a black woman that helped integrate schools. Mm. And it's a very, very moving. Sam Rockwell is one of my favorite actors while I watched it. But I was like, you know, so, and I told Brandy, I was like, it's so crazy to me. Like, I don't think race. Like, I'm just, I, you know, I just don't. I was like, I think about character. And that's where I'm the most judgmental is character. And she's like, well, you have to be careful of like judging people's character and their morality too, because all sin is equal in the eyes of God. And I'm like, oh, yeah, burn. Like, yeah, yeah, great. Thank you for that. But but yours is equal. So it is the truth. Yeah. You know, it is the truth. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, that's an interesting perspective about the trolls. Like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like, I mean, there's plenty of things that I could work on. Right. There's plenty of struggles, but like I'm, I'm good, you know, and I know that I'm good because I keep coming to him. Right. Like in my marriage, if, if Brandy and I have difficult times at the end of the day, even if I blow off steam and I'm like, Oh, I'm so mad and I'm right. And she's wrong. At the end of the yeah. day, I wind up on my knees going, I need help. Like yeah. I need you here. That's a humble, humbling moment. Yeah. Well, and like, even like on the road, like I've walked into my back room a million times on the bus and been like, I need help. Like I need your yeah. strength. I need what I can't do on my own. I need you. That's such. And a, so therefore, it's like I, I feel good. Like I feel okay. I could always be better. It's a good spot to be in. It and it could always be better. I don't feel like we ever get to that place of like, oh, got it figured out, yeah, got it mastered. Sure. I mean, I hate no. to do a song plug here, but like my last single was human. Like I'm still constantly trying to figure out how to be human. You, bet. you know what I mean? Like I, I think that's part of being human. Man, I think. I think when it feels so bad or when it gets to feeling so bad, it's because we think that it's possible to get to a certain point and it's all right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I figured it out. Yep. It's like, you're never going to Made it to level expert. Get there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not there. Yeah. Jeremy, this ain't a video game. Jeremy and I have been studying so intensely. It's the reason we were reading this book, um, Pride. And Pride, like everybody thinks that like the worst the center of sins would be like sexual immorality or anything, but C.S. Lewis says it's actually pride, drunkenness, you know, all the other things are flea bites compared to pride because like pride is what made the devil become the devil. Pride causes causes all the other. Yes, yeah, that's the yeah. that's he makes a, a really good point over that. And then the opposite of pride is humility. So pride is what made the devil the devil, and humility is what made Jesus so great. Yep, and. I agree with that. As much, you can never have more faith in Christ than you have humility. Have you guys ever seen the movie Pop Star? Mm. No. Oh, my God. He's the most arrogant pop star ever. And he's like, he makes a single. He's like, I'm the most humble person that there's ever been. (laughs) There's never been anybody more humble than me. I'm so humble, I could out-humble you. And it's like, that's so great. That's what what Dale Brisby says. (laughs) I'm the greatest bull rider of all time and the most humble. And the most humble humble. at the same time. I should put it on the buckle. (laughs) But I have been chasing that thought of humility and Anyhow. Man, you know, like and I've always said this never. too. I'm like, and I, I, in real life, like me, Cody Johnson, the singer going on stage, I've always said this to my guys. I'm like, look, when we come in here and we're playing this festival, it's your job tonight to make sure that nobody else is remembered. We're here to dominate. We're here to be the best show. We're here to make uh-huh. people go, all the rest of those shows suck compared <laughs> to Cody Johnson. However, 
these are our friends and our comrades. You and bet. if somebody's guitar breaks, you give it to them. You bet. If they have a problem with their uh, soundboard, you help. You jump in and you try to make them. And I think that goes back to like that cowboy side of things. For sure. But that's also like a very humble Absolutely. outlook too of like, hey man, I'm going to hit the stage like I've never done this like these. I'm trying to win all these fans. Uh, yeah, but, so that is such an interesting because C.S. Lewis also said that pride is competitive. So all pride is competition. However, not all competition is pride. Right. So, like, it's not a sin to play football and want to beat the other team. It's not a sin to want to be the best show in town. However, like, all pride is competition. So, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like, that to me is you guys wanting to be the best, but then the humble part of that is being willing to, like, Here's my guitar yeah, you for can the next it. show. Yeah. Use my this is my personal guitar. For sure. Yeah. And if you play better on it, then so be it. It's okay to want to ride the Rangers Bucking Horse the best. Absolutely. It's not okay to want to win the rodeo so bad that you tell someone else the wrong ring. Yeah. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're that, that, that would doesn't be make the, you any better. That's a great way to it put it. It doesn't make you the best because you were the best. It makes you the it, it, you just wanted to win bad enough to cheat somebody else. You know what I mean? Or take That's a good point. Away. That's a good point. We're, we're trying to figure it out over here. Well, like we're talking about competition. Um, and like being a competitive person, being a high-level person, you know, we all have some, you know, tie to rodeo. Like you are actively team roping at this point, you know. Now – could you go be more competitive and better at team roping than you currently are? Yeah, absolutely. But you're not going to go compete on the level of, you know, Colby or Trevor or one of those guys and go play 100 shows a year. You right. have to dedicate to that, <laughs> that one thing. You know I, what I mean? I truthfully believe that if I didn't play shows, like if I could have one full year with the men that I've placed around me to make me better, at team roping, Colby Lovell, Carson Sego, you know, my buddy Lucas Falconer. Like mm-hmm. these guys are these guys are good. I could call Trevor. Yeah. And Trevor would pick up the phone and help me any way possible. If I had a year to prepare, I truthfully believe and Luke Branquino and I have had this conversation. Like I've all, I just always wanted to like, what if I could just make let's start with making the circuit finals. Yeah. I, mean, I know that I can. Right. Yeah. I know that I've got right now I've got the horsepower, let alone what I could acquire. And I know that I have the dedication. And I know that I have the talent and the drive, but it would have to take away from music, and I can't do that. The principles of success are the same. Right. It doesn't matter what we do. Right. Right. So when you can dedicate something, you already know, <laughs> if I apply these principles to anything, I can be successful. Yeah. And it makes it hard, or it can make it hard to do things, to do other things. You know what I mean? So, like, a, you know, one thing is, like, hey, I really enjoy doing this. I'm going to do it. You know, but it's, like, you know, at a, at yeah. a high enough you know, you're, you're both working at a really high level at something other than that, you know, but you really enjoy doing that. It makes me, there's nothing I hate to hear in the roping pen. There's nothing I hate more than, Hey man, remember, it's just a hobby. Like that's where I want to start screaming cuss words. Yeah. Cause I'm like, it is, this is real. Like it's not a hobby. Like I want to be the best and it makes me angry that I don't have the time to do it more because I love it. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. I want to be good at it. Like, I don't care if we're playing hopscotch. Yeah. Like, I want to win the hopscotch game. Yeah. I think, so like I was, when we started going down the pride road, I started wrestling like 
I didn't want. Because I think you can lean into pride so much and use it to your advantage yeah. in the short term. Mm-hmm. Like and and to for it to push you, you know, because you don't like a certain person that you want to be better than, which isn't a great motivation, but it would work to make you, you better. You can be able to the turn the switch term. on and turn the switch off. Yeah. As long and as then, you can still turn the switch off, I think you're good. Right. Colossians three twenty three says, "Work at everything as if for the Lord," and I think that's a good motivation. To like, it's like rather than I want to be good at bronc riding just so I beat Jeremy Ray Melanson. It's like I want to be the best bronc rider that God created me to be. Yeah, for Him is that is I think a, a a special outlook on it. But as far as like. But I think we're talking about something maybe a little different. Even. No, no, like I like, so like music. I can, I can, I don't read music. I don't know how to read score. I don't know how to read charts. I don't know half the stuff that I actually play. I I don't know theory. I don't know anything about music. What I was born with was one hundred percent God given. Right. Because I've sat in the room with people that went to college for a long time to try to figure out how to hear what I hear, and they can't. Yeah. So therefore, like to what you're saying, I'm like, I know God gave me this. Yeah. I didn't create it. I wasn't taught it. Man didn't give mm-hmm. it to me. So therefore, it's my job to be the very best that I can be with him to glorify him for what he created. That's it. That's it. Speaking of. But then when you get really good at something, yeah. you get used to winning. Yeah. You're like, I want to win at everything. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> winning never gets old. <laughs> Joe Beaver. Winners win, man. I asked him, I was like, dude. Joe, I was like, it's getting so hard. I can't go to eat. You know, like this yeah. fame thing is just, I don't. I didn't sign up for fame, man. And he goes, Cody, winning comes with winning, and winners win. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks, Joe. I bet you, I bet you're, so I heard Cowboy Cerrone on a podcast say recently, uh, Cam Haynes asked him if he minded taking pictures. And he said, not at all, because one day they won't want them. You know what I tell people? They're like, is this your least favorite part in the meet and greet? And I'm like, well, you know the opposite of people want to take a picture with you? Nobody wants to take a picture with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, you wanted this, Cody. Absolutely. It's a very it's a very fine line. And, you know, it's like I watch people in my business. There's a lot of pride in my business. And I mean, like, real pride. Like, not like I want to be the best here. Like, I truly believe I'm the best there ever was. Right. And I'm like... I can't do that. Like whenever I wonder with myself, like, man, am I being too prideful? I get around certain artists and I'm like, oh no, like I'm the furthest thing from that. Like, like where that, am I still? Well, yeah. then you said you have those moments in the bus where you say, I need you. Yeah. Like I, I can't do this on my own. Exactly. Everybody thinks, you know, that <clears throat> I'm sure that, you know, Trevor Brazil's talked about his faith. I've, I've, one of the, the greatest things I've ever heard him say was like whenever he retired, he was like, I was wondering if I was going to have the spiritual and mental fortitude enough to accept that I'm retiring. And he's yeah. like, and I, I have now. And I'm like, that was very profound. That proves that even the greatest cowboy of all time didn't do it on his own. Second. <laughs> Same. I'm a little mad because he high-hatted me earlier this week. Did he really? He, and he called me later. I was going to do a podcast with him this week also. You should have had me and him on. And he, te- he, I texted Thanks. him and then yeah. two, <laughs> two days later. I made it towards you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, three microphones, I mean, Also, we can't afford another microphone. <laughs> we do. Good. I have four. Um, but he called me two days later and I was like, well, I'm going to do Mark Luttrell and 
Cody Johnson, and he was like, name drop. And I was like, <laughs> all these kids keep telling me I ain't no cowboy at the booth. It hurts my feelings. I got a name drop. Uh, but anyway, you were I talking about say, his fate. No I, no, I, no, I would just say, like, I don't know this, but I would be willing to bet the ranch that a few times in his career he's wound up in the back of his trailer going, God, I need some help. Yeah. You know, and I just yeah. know that. It's, it's easy to see. Yeah. I will say one thing. Trevor can call me out if he wants. But I feel like I influenced him a little bit recently. How so? Started wearing a Rolex while I'd go to the team ropings. And then and then and then I, I saw Trevor and I mentioned I was like, we were at a deal one night for the NFR and I was like, What is that? And he's like, Oh, it's a submariner, you know, two tone. And I was like, Oh, it's kinda like this sea dweller, but this one's bigger. You know, and I was just joking. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> So the next time I roped with Trevor at the uh, Riata Buckle, he was wearing a, a Rolex while he was roping. And then I started seeing pictures of him roping in a Rolex. So I don't know if I'm wrong, mm. but I feel like, I'm not trying to be prideful, Trev, but I feel like I kind of got you there. Yeah, we'll let him respond when he It would he be does. really awesome if he says yes. If he says no, then. Then he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I just had like four questions. It's kind of like your lyrics thing, but <laughs> oh, we away. were you were talking about uh, God given ability yeah. to sing. I have that to sing. Yes, I heard Matter you on that. Did, my did rifle, my rifle, my podium. Hey, can oh, I tell no, you? No, no, no. I'm talking about something doing different. Like, no, I'm talking about your video of the cattle calls. Like yeah, the okay. different cattle calls when you sang my rifle and my pony and me. Yeah. Can I tell you what Clara said? She goes, Dad, I I love Dale. I think he's great, but can I know if he's not a good singer? <laughs> <laughs> then okay. I then when when I recorded he's my not really uh, singing. when I recorded my uh, my part on Cowboy, Cowboy scale. scale of one to ten, uh, it kept going, and I had Josh just keep recording, and I was in the booth, and I sang the lyric. I was like, "We'll send Where is it this to." At? Please don't find it because it was terrible. Oh, I'm it gonna, was I the worst. Thing you've this. ever heard. It was like a bad American Idol, <laughs> and because I, I, it was weird. And what was because it? Because I was in the booth. Cowboy scale of one to ten. Yeah, but what? He after did your part, and then he. Oh, you kept singing that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I was like trying to listen, because it in the booth. It's just it's not like you're at the concert or in the shower. Yeah. And so I was like <laughs> thinking, and it was a new song, and so like I didn't really know it all by heart yet. Like I knew the, I knew the gist of it and uh, like it wasn't recorded yet. We were recording it. And, um, anyway, it was so bad. It was so bad. Let me tell you who else has got some God given talent is uh jelly roll. Yeah. Fool was a rapper, man. Like he just, yeah. he rapped. I mean, he went, he was a felon, went to prison. Like he was in thug life. Right. And not the movie thug life, but he was living a thug's life. Um, yeah, he was living it. Not just a he movie. Playing it. Like he, was, it. he was just a rapper. And then he sang in front of somebody <laughs> one day, and they were like, you're a pretty good singer. And he's like, I don't know how to sing. And then this guy was like, hey, you should think about singing. Like, I ain't no singer, man. And he just sings. So like, I just had him on. Uh, we just recorded a song. Really? We just became buddies, man, because like behind closed doors, like he ain't nothing but a cut up, and neither am I. Right. And so like, we just kind of bonded like 
it's funny. He's like, he's like, I think it's hilarious, man. People see us out having a drink or just chilling and face That's face hilarious. tattoos in the cowboy yeah, hat getting along. I was along. about to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're total opposites. Well, he came to the, your ACM party. That yeah, you know, just a cool dude, man. That's and awesome. So I was like, I got this song. I got this song I want you to be on on my new album. My new album comes out this year. It's called Leather. Um, plug. We're releasing. I'm going to plug this, too. We're releasing our new single. It's called The Painter. And uh, there's a lot happening this year. Like it's a deluxe 24 track record, and there's wow. a song. 24. Yeah, yeah. So like the like the double album, but like more doubler. Yeah. Um, we thought 18 songs was a bunch. No, yeah. we're coming up with 24 now. So I had this song called "Jesus Loves You," and it's about a man going to prison. And it's like you know, I knew he kind of related to that. And I was like, I sent it to him. And he's like, man, I love this song. He's like, I've never heard it from this perspective. It's a really dark, kind of cool song. Got a little rock vibe to it. You know, I'll sing whatever you want. And I was like, well, check this song out. Like, we just recorded this today, and it's a, it's a song called Whiskey Bent. And I hated that song the first time it got pitched to me before I ever heard it because this, this, the title is called Whiskey Bent. Like, yeah. It sounds like a stupid song. And it does. And <laughs> of your honesty. Books and covers. <laughs> it sounds like a stupid song. But the hook line is, I'm still trying to straighten up what whiskey bent. Oh, that's cool. yeah, that's cool. Like, it made me say some things I shouldn't, made me break some things I wouldn't, like the heart that you kept putting in my hand. It's got me picking up the pieces, got me back in touch with Jesus for some grace in case one of y'all comes back again. Yeah. Uh, I'll just be trying to straighten up what whiskey bent. You know, like, he, he related to this song. And, like, just, he's like, bro, I'm in, he calls me, he's like, I'm in tears right now. That's awesome. He's like, my wife hates everything, and she's in tears. Like, yeah. I was like, well, come sing on that one. He's like, well, yeah. I thought you wanted him in. I was like, just come sing on it. So we go to Nashville. He hops in the, and he only heard the song the day before. It came in and nailed it, dude. Wow. Like five takes and nailed it. Wow. And then came out and was like, man, is that good? Like, is that good? Like, is that is that okay? I'm like, yeah, bro, it's great. <laughs> That's all, awesome. man. I just ain't no singer. You tell me if I need to correct something. Like, no, you're good. Like, it was great. And That's so I was cool. like, that was pretty. You, you talking about like it had to be God given because like right. he heard it that day. Yeah. Or the day before. See, maybe that's what I would like. A normal person, you're saying, would need more time. Maybe that's yeah. all my deal was. Yeah, you Donnie just needed a little more, more takes. Donnie <laughs> and Josh Serrato lost it. <laughs> See, they weren't thinking God-given talent. They were thinking blackmail. We're gonna use this. <laughs> they were thinking blackmail. Dude, it was so bad. I've got so much respect for you. Like in that moment, like I, I mean, my respect level for you was pretty high. But like in that moment, I was like, that damn Cody Johnson is a child prodigy this, or something this job that he does every day seems a lot harder than it looks like when we just you know see who makes day. me intimidated to sing around randy hauser really yeah man like he smokes he doesn't even smoke good cigarettes <laughs> he smokes like american spirit you know like the yellow and red oh, yeah. pack like oh, the, yeah. they're like probably like, like they'll pay you 99 cents to take them <laughs> kind of thing he smokes like shelton <laughs> would be interested dude all day long and then gets up there and just blows me out of the water and I'm like, I don't know how you do. If I smoked a puff off a cigarette, I'd have an allergy attack and wouldn't be able to sing for three weeks. He's just leaning into it. He wants that 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 voice. He's got that dude. He's got that thing. Like man, he sings, and I'm like totally intimidated. And I don't really get intimidated by anybody that sings. What about the way the energy you have on stage? Because I last weekend I was at a Kid Rock concert, and he did a great job. And the only other person I know that has that kind of energy is you. Like so, both of y'all, it was, it was, everybody was talking about like how good of a show it was. I was like, y'all need to go see Cody Johnson. 
this is interesting. So about, I don't know, a month, doesn't matter. Some time ago, Brandy shows me a video. She's like, hey, I want you to watch this. And I was like, what is it? And she goes, it's Chris Ledoux live in uh, KC, Wyoming. <clears throat> and I was like, do you know that I've never watched a single video of Chris Ledoux live? She goes, I know this. This was the other day? Nobody really knows this about me. I've always listened to Chris's music. For I've sure. always listened to his interviews. Yeah. I've always, you know, I've read parts of the book. Uh, I've probably, I think I've read the entire book. Just, it was over time. Like I didn't mm -hmm. read it in a year. You bet. And uh, it's one of those things you just pick back up. But it's you know? not because you can't read. It's not because I can't read. Right. I can read. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, and, <laughs> but I never watched him live for fear of being totally influenced by him. The yeah. same way that like, okay, I watched Garth Brooks growing up and there's a lot about Garth Brooks on stage that I don't like, but there was enough of him that I went, I want to be that cool. Yeah. I want to look like that, Yeah, but I can't look like that. I got to look, you know, right. I can't look just like that. Same way I want to Elvis, Elvis Presley. I'm like, I want to be that, Yeah, but I can't swing my hips like that. You know, George Strait, I want to be that for sure, but I can't stand in one spot. Yeah. You know what he, I mean? He pulls it off. But, Amen. So but I couldn't do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Willie Nelson. I can't do pigtails. For sure. I can't smoke pot out and be Willie Nelson. Right. I mean, who trusts anybody with long hair? <laughs> they would if you had Probably pigtails. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, but like all these artists that have influenced me over the years, I'm like, I want a little piece of everybody. Glenn Campbell, Merle Haggard, mm -hmm. even Reba. Like I was very influenced by Reba's a bad son of a gun, you know? Right. But like when it came to Chris Ledoux, I was so emphatic about him that I was like, I don't know. I don't want to watch it. I like it too I, much. Well, then I might do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Brandy recently says, I want you to watch it for the first time. And it blew my freaking mind. That's awesome. It's me. I do that. I do 85% of what Chris Ledoux does on stage. I do it from facial expressions, from the way the feet movement are <clears throat> to the guitar, to everything. That's cool. Wow. And I was like, how? Yeah, and so I just recently played a show in Colorado with Ned Ned Ledoux, his right. son, yep. and I was like, "Ned, this happened to me." And he goes, "Oh," he said, "I thought you'd watch Dad your whole life." And I was like, Dang. "No, that's cool." He goes, "No," he's like, "You do it better than I do it," and I'm like, "I didn't know." Like, I don't know how something like that happens. It was very interesting to me. That's crazy. Yeah, the the first or second song that Kid Rock did that night, the way he jumped, I immediately I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's Kojo." And just the, the energy that he had. Have you ever seen have. Kid Rock at Woodstock 99? No. Bro, there's a show called Trainwreck. Yeah. About Woodstock 99. Because it was a riot. It's a great show in it itself. It is a great show. Like, yeah. it's it's insane what, what they let happen. It, it was a war zone by the time it was through. Yeah. Yeah. But before it turned into complete mayhem, Kid Rock's entrance onto stage. Yeah. Bro, it's like a three-minute vamp before he even thinks about walking out on stage. Like, y'all are wait. Yeah. This fool walks out, diamond rings, diamond chains, full white mink coat. It's hot. Yeah. You know you're a bad son of a gun when it's 100 degrees outside. And be like, I'm going to wear my mink coat. He walks out in his mink coat. Somebody takes it off for him. Right. Takes his rings from him and his cane and his hat. Now he's in a wife beater. And he grabs his microphone and he goes, "My name is Chad." Yeah. And it and he when he jumped, Rob 
the place goes insane. And I was like, well, that's definitely more energy than I put out of my show. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a white mink coat. Yeah, like that's yeah. pretty baller. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the compliment, but nobody out kids, the kid, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but making it your own, you know, because you think about like the influences and things like that. And it was like, you know, Garth Brooks was known for a lot of energy. But then George Strait was known for a lot of class and actually being a cowboy and stuff like yeah. that. So putting that energy and that class together is pretty cool. It's it's yeah. different. Well, I've always like thought to myself, like, you wouldn't have cowboy in America without George Strait bringing it back, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Just just saying. So it, in that aspect, there's that, like you said, that's like the class thing. So I'm like, well, I'm never going to be as cowboy as Chris Ledoux. Yeah. I'm never going to have, a, well, I won't say never. Be careful what you declare. Right, it's not in my cards right buckle. now, but he's a gold buckle. <laughs> right, right. I don't, it's I don't see myself there, but I can see myself being more rodeo involved than maybe than George was. But Garth didn't rodeo, but he represented it well. You know, he sang yeah. cowboy songs. George didn't move around on stage. Garth did. Like, find your find who you want to be in the middle of all of it. And I and that's that's a problem I have a lot with like. I have to be very careful about who I bring out on the road to open because mm. certain guys and gals have sat with a pen and a paper over the course of about 18 shows and Steady. set their side stage. And then when you watch their show, it's my show. Yeah. yeah and, sure. it's, and I'm going, no, 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 no. Yeah. I hope I inspire you, but be you. For yeah. sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Kevin Fowler was one of the biggest influences on me growing up. Kevin Fowler, you could go watch in a bar like shenanigans here in Huntsville and it was 2,500 people and it was a country redneck rock show. Yeah. yeah. But he walked around with his microphone and his mic stand in his hand like this, you know? And I'm like, well, if I did that, I'd be just like Kevin, mm -hmm. but I want his energy. Corey Morrow, huge influence on me. He jumped around barefooted on stage. Well, I'm not going to jump around barefooted, but I like the way he moves. You bet. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Like you got to find how to let things positively influence you without being a copycat in my business. Yeah. You got to definitely walk your own path or your, your Garth light. Because also you can, and that get wasn't even a Bud light joke. Like I just thought about that. Sorry. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. We can. <laughs> um, I'm not going to watch it. I was thinking about that earlier when we were talking about like going down the road and rodeoing and all the things. Like I just, I try to talk to my interns about it. Cause it's something that I had to realize too. But, um, especially cause I get some guys in there that are, they're getting started a little later in rodeo and cause to be an intern, you gotta be 21. So that means I'll have a 23, 24 year old show up and want to learn how to ride bulls and getting started That's at 24. Late. Right. Correct. That's late. And so now they're looking at, you know, Stetson Wright at that age and five gold buckle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they start comparing themselves and I gotta yeah, have he's that been conversation doing that since he came out of the wound. Like, You've got, you got to realize like, this is your path. This is your rodeo career. And maybe your rodeo career is from 24 to 29, you learn the ropes. And at 30, you win, you win a go round in the second round at the NFR. And that's how, that's your story. You know, you're not living Stetson's story or whatever young cowboy there is. But I could see how the same thing would happen in music. Like you want to draw from George and all these people, but you're not living their story. Well, you can't compare either. You can't compare either. Like, why am I not playing that gig? Right. Because I'll be honest with you, and like I, I would say this out loud, first time I've ever said it out loud. I struggled for a while with Luke Combs, who's become a good friend of mine. And he's taken me to Australia. You know, he's taken me a lot of places to go play. He's opened a lot of doors for me. 
and we get along great, man. He loves college football. I don't. He wears Columbia. I wear Wrangler. We don't really have a lot in common, except for that we just both really respect the hell out of each other. And But I've wondered, like, like I struggled for a while. Like, why is he headlining stadiums and I'm not? Yeah. You know, I've been doing this 15 years. Why? Yeah. How come he just had 16 consecutive number ones on radio and I had I got one? Right. You know, like why? And like, but whoa, that's a that's that that's that road you don't want to go down because then you compare Pride Road, Pride Road. You know, to circle back to what you were saying earlier, like you you don't don't compare because yeah. then 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 it's going to bleed over. You know, you start then that's that grass the grass is greener syndrome and you forget about what you have. You bet. You could do that in your marriage if you want to. Well. My wife is not like that wife over there. That's a that's a slippery slope right there. You bet. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you have to be compared. You have to be careful in the music business. I think especially because there's so much pride involved. Not to compare. Just be happy with what you've got. Being happy with where you're at is what got me to where I'm at. Like I was fine when we were playing in Texas. I was fine when we were in a van and trailer. So why are we going to get upset now? We got three buses and we're playing basketball arenas. Things are okay, right? Like it's like you enjoyed it back then, but you're not going to enjoy it now because you're not to that spot. It's like, wait, but we're so much for it. Like it's exactly. still enjoyable. Exactly. You get to take your girls to Australia. No, and I, I, I said no, because we're going to like play three nights in a row, get on a train, and go yeah. play three nights in a row, and then get on a plane, and then go play three nights in a row. And it's like it's it's going to be work. And I was yeah. like, like, I told Brandy, I was like, if you guys want to come to Australia next year, let's just go to Australia. Like yeah. I'm playing 65 shows next year. Like, let's go over there and spend four days here and four days there and four days there, and you'll see it all. Also, crocodiles. Oh, dude, I'm going to get an Uber to, was it P32 Sherman Wallaby Way, Sydney? Oh, is... Uh, Finding Dory? Yeah, is that where Nemo was at? Yeah. yeah. I want to know. You want to go find the fish? I mean... I want to see that. I'm just saying. You need to. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Last podcast... I'm not going to spoil it for you. Last podcast, we had Jake Zilke. He's the lost cowboy. He cowboyed yeah. on six continents. Mm-hmm. Um, he said in Australia, he was telling us some stories about it, but um, he witnessed crocodiles pulling yearlings into the water. Okay. Totally random. You ever Sorry. heard of uh, Anouk Krantz, the photographer and author? No. She has uh, several books tabletop books that are like this thick big books of photography and her life experiences uh it's called the american cowboy you should definitely check it out anook krantz if you're listening to this go check her out it's spelled funny but if you talk it into your phone it'll bring it up anyway trust me i can't spell her name and you acted like you were typing but, her but name. you can like, you spell know you voice to text <laughs> oh yeah you can't spell her name but you can spell yeah i can't and you, I and do you read. can read yeah okay. i can't read it's just but i can't i can't read anook krantz she, I, I'm a fan of her work and she flew in to see one of my shows, contacted Howie, my manager says, you know, want to come out to the show. So she comes out and I'm like, not fangirling, but I'm like, I'm excited to meet this woman. You bet. And you know, she has, she's how oh, six, seven years older than, than we are. And she has a husband, she has kids and she keeps this career going. So I'm very interested. And I kind of like, I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm interviewing you. Yeah. She's like, well, you kind of are. I'm like, well, you're just so interesting. Like, how do you do this? And she's like, well, I have the same questions for you. Like, how are you pulling this off with your wife and kids and all this and blah, blah, blah. So long story short, the reason I thought about this from Crocodiles is she goes, right now I'm doing a study on cowboys, the way people, the American rancher and the cowboy, how they do it in other places. 
She's like, so I just got back from Brazil. And I was like, really? And maybe it wouldn't, hold on. Maybe it wasn't Brazil. Wherever the Congo River is. And that's South America. I thought that was South, South America. America. Is it? Okay. She shows me a video of her and these cowboys within the river moving Brahmin cattle up to their freaking bellies in this river and they're videoing with a drone and she's riding and her horse is stumbling and the water's coming up to her waist and the horse is, you know, swimming and she's having to hang on the saddle horn. And right over there, there are crocodiles trailing this herd. And I, I said, ma'am, you are 100% more cowboy, more cowboy than, than I will than I ever will I, I will ever be. No thanks. I will ride a black tornado across the wet. You want to you want me to move you want me to move cattle through a river where crocodiles are hiding underneath it? They ain't even hiding. They don't even have to yeah, hide. Yeah, they're, they're just out there just like just I wish y'all would. No. Yeah. No. No. Pass. Pass. Hard, Hard pass. pass. Not happening. Yeah. I was very intimidated by that woman. But I'll noodle. Would you noodle? Have you seen my videos? Like catfish noodle? Noodles. No. Have you seen mine? But here's my thing. How do you know what's at the bottom of the hole? Jeff Barron. He's our guide. Hannah Barron. They take us. They're I boxes. Have not seen this video. In Alabama, they're boxes. A little smaller oh, than this I'm table. I'm talking about like Lake Livingston, find a hole, stick your arm in You can't down use boxes in Texas. So you do have to kind of. But if it doesn't have oxygen in it, they say if the box doesn't have oxygen in it, then snakes and turtles won't be in there. Because they, they got to come up. I want scientific facts. Now, now I've heard saying. of like a fish big enough that it could drag <laughs> you down and guys almost dying and some people do die. But but if you go in a box, like it's it can only be so, it's not going to be bigger than the box, obviously. Yeah. I, let, let's talk about bugaboos because like what you like, got for a bug i'm just saying like i i would like Noodling. right now if we had enough people like that i felt like i needed to prove something like i'm not scared to get on a bull yeah. like i'm not like things don't scare me like situations where i've been in where people are dying it doesn't scare me fighting you know violence doesn't scare me i actually think more clearly whenever there's violence going on yeah, like i yeah. just center up things don't scare me but I'm not sticking my hand in a hole in a lake or my foot. Sounds like that's, you're scared to me. That scares me. Sounds like you're scared. That I bet you me. would have been a good operator, like a good. Like a surgeon? No, like, like a, a phone like a, operator. Like, <laughs> like a party line. Navy SEAL operator. I was thinking of Chris oh, Kyle I was because like, of I would your, have had to have learned to read to become a surgeon. I was thinking of Chris Kyle because <laughs> he was in your documentary, but yeah. like a, a Navy SEAL operator. I've had several military friends of mine that were like you would have been a good team guy just like thinking about especially yeah. thinking about your time and you focus prison. well when things are going wrong that's what i'm saying like it's weird what scares me like that scares yeah. me like i would ride a bull i would not get on a i would not get on a bareback horse i feel ever, like ever in my life or steer wrestle every good I would not do it not good every every man probably thinks what would i do in those situations war story type stuff but a prison guard would maybe be the closest thing to like that where it's a war zone we're like no i know what i would do because in this prison where these people like that would be the closest thing because yeah, like, like riding a bull like i was with at the danny deeds deal and dj ship lives there and he was like man there's so many similarities and he was talking about riding a bull because he said when i go into a room 95 percent of them are benign so i googled what benign meant and he meant you know but he said when y'all when y'all nod <laughs> when y'all nod your head every single time there's a fight and then you have to overcome your emotions and execute the fundamentals of lifting on a bronc rein, yeah. 
you know, going to the front on a bull. Yeah, but you know it's going to be a but fight. you know what and, it's going to be. But every time it's a fight, matter of fact, if they don't, they give us another one. It's called a re-ride. Yeah. I hung my, that's funny you say that, I hung my finger up in a dally the other night. Oh, or wow. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, pretty bad. Like, to the point where I thought I popped it off. I was healing. I'm trying to learn how to heal instead of heading, and it hit me hard enough that it almost made me pass out. And I was like... Why did that almost make me pass out? But yet, like, I've been just camped out on and stomped, and I was perfectly fine. And it was like, yeah. but you knew that was going to happen. Right. This, I was just having like, oh, it's a great day. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, like, I, I don't know, like, you and I, Jeremy and Dale, have rodeo to think about. And you have rodeo, too. But then you also had that other thing in your life where any that in that conversation with that seal where he it's just like you have that that prison guard thing. Like I'm not trying to bring that it's up. It's called the what if game. Right. I'm not I'm not do trying ever, to do you ever play the what if game? Ever? Oh my god. I gosh, mean occasionally he is the pro at the what if game. He does? <laughs> yes. He Dude, takes like every it, restaurant he takes it deep. What happened what would happen right now, like if we were Oh, that one. Yes, yes, yes. And this happens. Somebody comes in. I'm always the hero, by the way, in my what-if games. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but like... in their own game. You I am the, to be the hero in your what-if game. I don't know if this buckle is proof enough. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Dale Brisby is the hero. Like, what does he say? Like, in that analogy on The Office, he's, he's like... It's kind of like Beyonce. He's like, I am Beyonce always. Yeah. <laughs> Every analogy. No, like, in my house, like, there are there are weapons put in certain spots. Attaboy. And Brandy's like, why do you have that there? Like, because if at this moment, from this entry point, this happened, then you could get to this. But if it was at this entry point, you could backpedal and you could get to this. If it was, if you were at this entry point or this was breached and she's yeah. like, when do you think about this? I'm like, every, that's every what every guy I'm trying to sleep. So he's like, that's no, what, no, I played, welcome to being a man. Yeah. <laughs> I played the what if game the other night. I was up till three. I ain't saying I lost, <laughs> but he was close. All right, so I needed to move it. I needed to move it just a little bit. I'm I was reaching for I that lost. dresser. I'm I, still the hero, but that it, it, I had to scoot it. I'm the hero because I found the flaw. I'm not saying yeah. I lost. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying the trigger was to, real to hard to pull. Back. Yeah, I you had know? to fall back. Right, right. It's oh the truth, though. Gosh. I always have it, to use like two hands in the dream to get the trigger <laughs> to pull. Like I'm, I'm good. Dude, in the dream, it's that way. I'm good, but I just when I when it's like, oh, it's time, and then I'm like, oh, 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 need the other one. Nah, so That's maybe hilarious. I need to lighten up my trigger pulls a little bit. Yeah, I maybe. don't know, but I feel like you probably have the closest thing to like, yeah, you would have been a good one. What is like your like? Okay, for instance, Carson, who's sitting off camera, he's a tough son, buck man. Like he's a he's pretty stout. Like I I I want Carson behind me in a good fight. Yeah, how to body friend. If you walked in here right now and you threw a frog at him, he would freak out. Really? Yeah, like death, like afraid of frogs. Not like like I don't like them. Like afraid of frogs. Yeah. Like so afraid. So if a bunch of frogs get after you, he's out. Yeah, like you can count him out. Like, and he's so afraid of them that like, I I haven't I haven't even gone there. Like I haven't even played the joke because I'm afraid like I'll get my ass whipped. Yeah. <laughs> like it's gonna be that bad, and I'm like, well, that's that's his deal. Don't play like, with frogs, man. Yeah. I, but everybody has those things. Like, what do you? What is what is yours? Like, oh, what is mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine would probably be stuff in the water. Yeah, like sharks and stuff. Yeah, crocs. Like, see, I think about that. Like when we've gone to Gulf Shores and like you and Sullivan will take out, and they're out there. Like they're on those so little far, kayak. Yeah, things? they're like so far out there, Dude. or like a paddle board or boogie board. They're out there on boogie boards. So like the boogie board is this swimming. big. You're this big. You got your little no, thank little you. fins hanging off the back. And there's like, I need binoculars to see them. And I'm like, there are sharks circling them right now. No, yeah, that's what, that's exactly what goes through my head. 
Yeah, I'm like, I freak out. I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. It don't bother you at all? The water like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really. It bothers Carly bad. Like, she don't like Again, to be out in similar there. Similar personalities. Similar personalities. But no, I was... Re- but I grew up at the beach. Like, we, me and my mom lived in a beach house when when I was real young. You like wade fishing, too, don't mm. you? Yeah, I was bragging. You know it would be a great idea? We had Let's plywood floors. deep water and attached bait to us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're mm-hmm. a lure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it happens. Right? <laughs> no! But That's I'm, why I'm like, uh-uh. I can't. I mean, sharks, they're kind of one thing, right? They're going to grab your stringer. I mean, I'm not saying people don't get attacked by sharks, but. I don't like nothing I can't alligators, see. Alligators. Gator. That's, 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 that's extra right there, man. Yeah. Like, but then again. That'd be a terrible way know, to go. Alligators, like the like Lake Livingston is full of alligators, right? I it's know. Like, eh, but we're not really going to get attacked by an alligator swimming out on the end are of the dock. Are you? See, like, really? But well, are you? That's true. So it's in the middle of the water. What about snakes? Water, snakes right? scare you? Because snakes don't bother me. Like, they just don't bother me. I mean, I'm not. I, li- I don't mind them when I can see them. I think if you didn't know he was. So, like, like. I, like I was picking, we, there was a pile of cedar posts in front of this barn that me and Sterling and Carly were working on building, right? And I had to move this pile of cedar posts. So I'm, the first few, I'm being real careful. But it's a pile. I'm tired at the end of it, you know? Yeah. So you check the top where there's Just no Just make stakes, a bunch of by, noise. But and by at the end of it, you're like, for someone sure. left, you know? Yeah. And like the third one from the end, I picked it up, and there's a copperhead under it. So it's a startle, right? Like you pick it up. I'm going to jump back. That's me. Then Carly called me a like. She just looked at me, jumped back, cut its head off with the shovel she already had in her hand. That don't surprise me. Shook her me. head, called me a woman, went right back to work. That's a God. South Texas cowgirl. She's she's from South Texas. That's George West, baby. Yeah. That's like that's Donnie like, won that rodeo this year, I, by the way. Ooh. Nice. That's right. I once unloaded 17 rounds out of a 9mm magazine at a copperhead and never hit it. Oh, yeah, for sure. They It, they, it laughed at me. I heard it laugh. So I and need to go back on the on the – Military comment I made about you. <laughs> no, dude. I was bow hunting. I'm out bow hunting by myself in the middle of 2,500 acres. I shoot this pig. She goes off in this little hole, and this, you know, it's like tight, tight yopon where they've got the little holes cut down at the bottom. I get down, I'm looking, and I'm like, she's, I can hear her dying in there. I'm like, I'm just going to crawl through there. You were with Colby? No, this is just, I was out by myself. This, oh. was, this was a long time ago. And so I start crawling through this hole, and it's only big enough to, like, you know, bear crawl through. And I get to where the hole in the yopon kind of takes a fork. And I'm trying to figure out whether she went right or left. And so I'm like looking for blood and I can hear her in there. And she's probably, you know, 150, 200 pounds. And there's this tree like far, like closer than the camera. And I look down and there's probably about a two foot copperhead. And he'd already got a beat on me and had it and was ready to just pull the trigger. Dang. And I froze and I pulled my nine millimeter from here to there. And I unloaded 17 rounds as I was backing up, and he slithered off going, <laughs> dang. And I was like, gosh, dang, like, that snake had me rattled. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am. Those were warning snake. shots, buddy. Yeah. Next time I'm going to mean it. Yeah, next time I'm going to break out the bullets that'll hit you. I uh, I, uh, I don't know about the bugaboos. I, the, the water thing, the water thing is pretty freaky. I don't like the water. Yeah, I don't know. I, I <clears throat> So my mom started uh, – she bought her all this scuba gear and signed up for this scuba diving lesson, right? And she was all in it. And they went in the pool. And she did all the things. She's, you know, top of the class, right? They plan on going out to the Blue Lagoon and actually going in the water. And she starts thinking about it. And she said, not, not coming. That was the pool thing was, I get it now. I'm, I'm out. And I, and I thought about that. And I was like, you know, 
that would probably scare me. Like, I thought in the back of my head that I was like, oh, yeah, I could scuba dive. I could learn how to do that. That'd be great. I, maybe I'll do that one day. But then when I really got to thinking about it, I was like, no, it's it's kind of like flying. Like, you're on your own. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's no difference in being that deep. It's not like you're going to hold your breath to get to the top once something goes wrong or if you calculated something wrong or whatever. It's like those scenarios where it's like, hey, it's humanly impossible to live through it kind of yeah. deals, right? Like what about wings come fighting? off your airplane or something like that. Done it. Um, oh, that you would do that? I've you, done it. Yeah. Actually, I'm actually pretty decent. I'm actually at it. pretty. I don't want to that. Yes, Cody Webster. And Cody's yeah. like, Webster's like, get out of the way. Oh, you've done it since. I'm like, what like are you talking Well, we went to go pin bulls one time. We were playing in uh, Sykeston, Missouri at Sykeston Rodeo. And he's like, you want to go with me to go pin these fighting bulls? I was like, yeah. Tennis shoes, shorts, jump in there. And that was like not that long ago. That was like five years ago. And I start, he's like, I cannot be the guy that killed Cody Johnson before the show. And I was like, don't you worry about me, old son. I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? He's like, man, you're pretty handy. And I'm like, no big deal, but I could have been a bullfighter. You know? yeah. No, they don't scare me. Yeah. I'm Yeah, like stuff underwater that I can't see scares me. But yet, like, I would go to Africa and do, like, the dangerous game hunts. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, so, like, I was joking around with, Cowboy Cerrone about he scares me fighting him. That's not well. You did that? No, we're dumb. supposed to. Are you really going to do that? Yeah, I mean, I'm down to. Yeah, but, I'm not doing that. But uh, I'm not necessarily scared of it. Now, being him in a professional setting, like I'm not saying I'm gonna. Obviously, I know what would happen to You're me. Brain damage. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna like really. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that, like, trash to me. <laughs> yeah, like a buddy. So, like, because I, because before I talked to him, like, I was just making the jokes on the internet, and like a mutual friend was like, we were having dinner, and he was like, you don't really. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Do you not get the joke? I was like, no, absolutely not. I don't really think I'm gonna. But as far as like getting in the ring with a professional, you won't even say it. No, I don't think I'm gonna. Right. Don't even say the words. Beat him up. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah. As far as just like fighting and like for instance, being knocked unconscious. Yeah. I'm just saying, like that in and of itself doesn't necessarily scare me. Long term damage, of course there will be. But like getting knocked out by a bull, fighting bulls, that doesn't necessarily scare me. Like no. it would suck and it would be I wouldn't sign up for it repeatedly, yeah. you know. But I mean, I don't know, to get hit in the face once or twice probably. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna be terrible. But I've never done compared a to a shark. But I feel like that we have like touched literally every genre and subject. So that's a common thread, MLS. though. It's a that common happens. thread for people to say that, like, man, we're bouncing around everywhere. Like Wes O'Neill said it on your podcast the other day. I did a podcast with a guy. He's like, man, we're going around everywhere. Like, why aren't we supposed to stick to a topic or something? I was like, that's what oh, I'm used man. to. Structured interview where we're like, okay, this is we're gonna go down. We're gonna talk about this. And that's what we're gonna talk about. That's the reason. This for is just podcasts. three guys with a microphone. It's yeah. fun. It's Especially, enjoyable to do. Yeah, next, well, time I'm, next time I'm bringing like a 12-pack. There's there's also people like yourself with a really interesting story. <laughs> How ri- ridiculous would it be for me to have an agenda of what you need to talk about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you've lived a really interesting life. We, before the singing, we could do an awesome podcast about you before the career that put you on the map. Like just rodeo and, well, you don't like to talk about the prison stuff but you, i'm just saying had you done that like you yeah, had a, everybody said has. uh i've lived a lot of lives cody he said by far this is my favorite one that's cool. i was like that is 
the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's pretty. Man, good. It almost it's seems that I don't like, like that. to talk about the prison thing. It's just. Yeah, no, but like you I, no, said, I get like, it. like I get you said, it, it was deeper like, than you no, thought no, no, it was. I get it. Question. I get it. Well, it was like, I didn't you know, know like, that was that kind like of question. Randy was like wanting me to watch that movie about like human trafficking, and I get all that stuff. Like, but like when it comes to kids, there's a certain type of offender that I spent a lot of time around. Yeah, that's and man, it just that's like I sure. can't do that, man. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, it, it gets me. No, and it's I'm glad you said that. Like, I didn't place. realize I was asking that kind of question after you said that. I was like, well, of course it's prison. In my mind, I'm just I'm thinking like a Shawshank Redemption kind of story, you know, like something, <laughs> yeah. you know, not necessarily rated oh, no. R, you oh, know, no. but like, but I like have a real prison is probably terrible stories, hilarious but, stories, but they are rated very R. But they've got a lot of blood and all and, kinds and of things, things like that, things yeah. that yeah, you can't. Yeah, man, it it's almost good. does. Like sometimes the different chapters of life almost do start seeming like different lives, you know, is, especially sure. when they, they they're all they're all kind of themed the same because you were there the whole time, you know what I mean. That's kind of an interesting concept too. It's like your brain is the same thing over this long period of time. Yeah, you know, dude. Like, yeah, it changes. Well, and not, it we went change. to your house. It's crazy where your house was because that's how I used to get back to the ranch when I would come to his house. Really? And I and when he told me he was like, "Yeah, Cody's got a place outside of Madisonville," and I pictured it across from that damn ranch that yep. you live across yep. from because I would drive by there and I, and I just I always liked that place and I was like, "That would that looks in my mind when he told me he lives you live outside of Madisonville." I was like. I pictured that place on the left and right, mm-hmm. and uh, but driving down that road, there was a decade of my life I lived down here. Yeah, and, that's and weird it, to think about, dude. It took me back going down some of them roads. It took me back. Are we writing a song right now? I think we are. <laughs> like I'll go, I'll go that way to go to Franklin and stuff like that. And sometimes I just think about turning on Walker Prairie Loop. Yeah, just driving down there, and I'm yeah. like, man, there ain't nothing cool to see from the road. You know not what anymore. I mean? It's not. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. You took all the cool stuff with you. But I had to go back to the mesquite trees. That's where I came from. I was down here for 10 years. I liked it down here. When we moved out there to Madisonville, Brandy said, have you noticed how much more beautiful the sunsets are here? I was like, yeah. no, it, they're not more beautiful. Is that you can see them. Right. <laughs> You're not surrounded <laughs> by 100-foot pine trees. Well, <laughs> once you get to West Texas, that's all we have is sunsets. <laughs> there ain't no Where your trees. dog can run away and you can watch him do so for three weeks. Yeah, we ain't got no kind of tree. I mean, I live in a spot where there are some trees, but, like, I'm on the edge of them, and there ain't no more headed west. You're, you're, yeah, your place is – it's not like canyon where it's just like – Right. Where did that name yeah, come from? The, the Panhandle. Yeah. Which is kind of where I grew up in Memphis. Yeah. On the edge of the Panhandle. That's how I got to Memphis. Yeah. Man, we are writing a song. <laughs> this whole podcast <laughs> is a song. But um, uh, it's good to get back best here. Song. What? Yeah. Your newest best song. Yes. Yeah. Cowboy Scale 1 to 10. is, And uh, I got rapid fire questions we can wrap up with. But yeah, tell me about the, tell me about the, the new album. So the new album is called Leather. 24 um, songs. Ian Munsick wrote that song. It's crazy. He was Ian Munsick was out on tour with me, and he wrote this song called Leather, and he's like, we're sitting in the bus just playing songs for each other, you know, just hanging out. And it, The whole hook line is a cowboy is made of leather. Mm-hmm. Like you can bend him, but you can't break him. It takes years of work and hurt and dirt to make him. And when the whole world falls apart, he'll hold together. That's how you know a cowboy is made of leather. And I'm like, well, that's perfect. Like, I can do an entire album around that. It's the only cowboy song on the record because uh, I, I'll get to that in a minute, but I've got a whole different cowboy project coming out, like right. just cowboy songs, just stuff like that. But 24 tracks, the new song, uh, The Painter, goes for radio um, in August while I'm 
in Australia. It'll be going to radio to start getting kind of a momentum going. And we're hoping to have the first part of this deluxe album out uh, by like November, December, right before Christmas. So though you'll get 13, 14 tracks up front. And then sometime later, we're going to release some more. <clears throat> I've got collabs with Jelly Roll, uh, Brooks and Dunn. Uh, Carrie Underwood makes an appearance. Um, it's it's the best group of songs I've ever recorded. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, why did you do 24 tracks? Is it some kind of a gimmick or a scheme or like a plan, like a business model? And I'm like, no, it was just 24 of the best songs I'd ever heard. Yeah. So I had to record them. Is, which song do you think that will be the, the hitter of all of them? Leather? Man, define hitter. So like just radio because the, there's difference. Like whatever whatever one takes off. Like yeah, I know what you're saying because like leather's gonna be a great song on it because it's the title track. People are gonna listen to it because the album's called Leather sure. and it's leather. That's why I chose that for the title track is because I feel like it best personifies me and like the record. But radio's different. Radio is a different world. Like it can be one of the best songs on the album, but radio might not play it as much as that song. Uh huh. So I picked out five to go to radio over the course of you know now to the end of twenty twenty five. You know, <clears throat> and there's some. The first single is the painter, and I feel like if uh, you know, like if I were to write a song about my wife and the way I feel about her, like that's it. Yeah. But it's tempo. It's upbeat. It feels good. It grows. Every verse, it just grows and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it's bigger and it, like it has this. It has this movie soundtrack esque type uh-huh. passion to it. And it's very organic. It's very country. It's like it's just picking on a guitar, you know, very stripped down. There's not a whole lot to it. It's not overproduced. And uh there's a song called Jesus Loves You that I told you about that, you know, Hardy pitched me this song and it's like it's pretty dark. Like and there's that side of me. That's the closest I've come to channeling anything about prison. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, well, that's a good way to channel it, but I'm not really telling anything. <laughs> yeah. You know um, there are songs, um, about, there's one called dirt cheap. That's about a, a farmer that will not sell his land to become a subdivision because of all the memories that he has there. And it's, it's, it'll make you cry. Like Dang. there's so many different emotions and there's so many different things. Like we have a song called that's Texas that we're only going to release to Texas radio because it's just that dang cool. You know, like yeah. there's a bluegrass song that me and Jake Mears, my guitar player and Jody Bartula our fiddle player, we wrote a bluegrass song called Georgia Peaches about peach moonshine. And it's straight bluegrass, and we're going to release that to XM Bluegrass, you know. And, like, there's just all these different – it's 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 crazy. because You like, don't have any fillers in there. No. Right. The, the darkest, dirtiest song on the record is called Jesus Loves You, and the gospel song is called Make Me a Mop. Yeah. And, like, it's totally – like, this whole thing is kind of a mind-bender of, like, my fans are going to eat this up. And I love like, that I you do. have a gospel song on every record. Dude, this gospel song it. is called Make Me a Mop. It's like, basically, use me for cleaning up messes. Yeah. Make me a bucket. Make me a shovel. You know, like, use me for something. It's like, uh, make me a shovel, make me whatever, a handle on a cup you glue back together. If breaking a man really makes him better, then do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, it's such, and it's a really, like, hard prayer. Like, be careful what you pray for. Sure. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was just Lord, thinking. I want you to break me down and make me better. Yeah. Boom, you lose your job. Boom, you're going right. through, you know, you better be careful. Yeah. But, like, it's that, there's those kind of songs. Like, there's certain songs that I only recorded because they're going to be awesome live. There's one called People in the Back. It's about people in the back of the concert. 
Like it's only for live. It doesn't matter whether it's radio or whatever else, but I'm really excited about this record. And then as soon as it comes out, I'm going to go into the studio and do nothing but cowboy songs. There's like three original songs and the rest of them are all covers. Like my heroes have always been cowboys, my rifle, my pony and me, uh, Tom T. Russell's Tonight We Ride. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, Mamas, don't let your cowboys grow up to be. We thought about that. <laughs> thought about that. After the after playing it live, I was like, well, we kind of have to put that on there now. Right. But, I mean, like, I'm going to have, but, like, Randy Hauser was out on tour. He played me a song called Sad Clown about a rodeo clown. I was like, well, do it with me. Yeah. Trent Willman, The Rope and Pin. I was like, do that song with me. That's cool. You know, like, I want to get, like, all my buddies that have anybody that I like in the music business that we gel together, let's all do some songs together. And it won't even, it doesn't have to have a radio single on it. It'll just be a cowboy record. That's and cool it, though. Stuff that the people like us can haul up and down the road with and play. And it's, Hey, these songs are for people like me. You yeah. know, man. So Rick was, you know, cowboy artist and he's sculptor made bronzes. And some of his bronzes were, this will sell well. Mm-hmm. Right, that mare and that colt you bet. will sell well. People will love this. He's got one of a you know seventies year old man holding a buckle over his rigging bag with his stuff kind of pulled out of it, like he's going through his rigging bag from That's cool. fifty years ago. When it means a bunch to him. And he said, "I'll never sell one of these. You bet. I made it because I wanted." Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, and that's that's, that's how we are. You have those if ones. you're a true artist and you that's, and you have the confidence and the and the position to make what you want to make, you know that's it's it it'll speak to people and if it does, it does. It'll be the right kind of people. And it's cool, you know. It's I, not I don't consider my, myself an artist at all, on especially not even on, on especially not on your level, not even on Rick's level either. But like that's how I feel about a lot of our videos. Like sometimes we'll make one and I will laugh it's so hard yeah. and I do not care how many views it gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then sometimes we'll make one that we don't expect to do well at all and it takes off. What have you yeah. had any of those songs? I was just fixing to say there's one song on the record that I recorded so <clears throat> Hardy, the artist, the country music artist Hardy, text me and is like, Hey, are you still cutting songs? And I was like, Well, I'm always listening, you know, like send it to me. And it was called I Wished It Was You. And the hook line for the song is it was late and I was drunk and I wished it was you. That is the sad, that is the basis of country music. Yeah. Sad drinking, I cheated, I screwed up, I'm miserable. That's yeah. like like as Merle Haggard and George Jones as it gets, right? Yeah. Oh, but he cheated. I thought you meant maybe he was remembering no. her. Like he wished it was his. He's like, no. Like he's like, I basically, I took her home and it was late and I was drunk and I wished it was you. So I'm what makes. It. So like, it's, so they send me the demo, right? The demo's happy. It's like, if I know what is yeah. I didn't do my best to mess it up before I've done it now. And I'm like, why is this so happy? This guy's miserable. Yeah. Like, this guy is absolutely miserable. He is a screw up and he's never going to change. And I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to record this as dark and as slow and as sad as we can possibly make it. Cause that's the way this guy feels. Yeah. And he was like, why? You know, the musicians loved it, but like several of my friends are like, dang, like, why'd you, why'd you cut that? I was like, cause I wanted to, there you go. Cause it was sad. And i just wanted to record a sad country song. Like, yeah. and it, It'll probably be the one that people will be like, that's keeping real country music alive. And like, I just wanted to record a sad cheating song. <laughs> like, uh, I'm yeah. not there in my life. I just yeah. wanted to be that guy for a minute. Yeah. So my brother, uh, he and a buddy of, of his, John Stork, they wrote a song. It was about mine and Leroy's dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
is called If I Don't Call. Yeah. And uh, I know it. whenever he uh, sings it acoustic, the first time before he recorded it, I made like a YouTube version, like a, a, a we recorded in Rodeo Blues, and then I, I put out like put some uh, rodeo clips to it that I had. I made kind of a half ass music video for it. And I realized like afterwards that um, I had put like a lot of buck offs because the acoustic version, it's almost like, if I don't call, don't you work? Like, yeah. I didn't want to call home. Mm-hmm. Like, no news is good news. I bucked off, but I'm okay. Yeah. I'm on to the next one. And so like, that's how I kind of made the music video. Well, then when Kyle Park helped him, you know, put it out, they did it upbeat. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if I don't cut, and it's almost like I'm winning. Dear Rodeo was that way. And that's what, yeah, just like Dear Rodeo. Dear Rodeo you talk was about that. so slow and so sad, like so sad. And it was like, the more I played it, I was like, this is happy. Like, this should be happy. Like, you have to let it be what it wants to be. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and I, and I think it can be both depending on how you sing it, right? It can make you feel both. Right. You know, like, for instance, like that song, like it was late and I was drunk and I wished it was you. For the musicians that got to play it that don't ever get to play country music because Nashville doesn't record a whole lot of country music anymore. When they heard the hook line, they were like, Woohoo! Yeah, baby. Really? Like, yeah, that's dude. Cool. That's it, man. Now that's we're cool. Music. Yeah. And then I've played it for a few of my friends and they're like, mm, I don't like that. How did Hardy feel? Like that makes me feel guilty. Like I I was that guy one time, you yeah. know, like I don't like that song. Well, that's how you should feel after you do so. The, the guy terrible, so right? so Hardy brings yeah. the guy the the guy that uh i won't i won't god one of the guys that was a writer on the song hardy brings in by the studio right after we'd recorded it and i was like listen to this and i'd added some chord changes and like it made it really country and he goes dang man he said you made my demo sound like hey there delilah (laughs) is that good oh no it's great it's great i was like oh okay i'm like sorry you know, hey there, Delilah. Right, right, right. Like, Yo, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I Dude, I, if, if you come in, for instance, even the weight room, like when I'm like, I'm listening to like some dark stuff, like not. Oh, yeah. It's Christian, but like Demon Hunter, for instance. Oh, no, I don't. Like I listen Blood to like, in the Tears of All My Enemies. Like they're Christian, Benjamin. but it's like dark. And I, I don't know. And then I like some sad music. When I'm going down the road. I can't work out. Like, I'll work out to, like, some serious gangster rap. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want to hear some explicit stuff when I'm listening. Yeah, I'm it's not. Like, if I'm by myself driving on the road. You should try Demon Hunter. It's, it's loud <laughs> rap. You should try Demon Hunter. Like, whenever I hear that those those SEALs were, like, when they were interrogating some of, like, ISIS guys over there, they would play, like, Metallica real loud just to, like, why they weren't interrogating them, just to mess with them. But Metallica didn't like it. Uh, they were like, stop using our music. They heard like through social media. And so uh, Demon Hunter sent them a bunch of albums and they even made their it's the Demon Christian Hunter rock music, but they're Dude, torturing ISIS. You wouldn't that probably, like you probably wouldn't necessarily America. know. Yeah, that's America. That's what that's I'm saying. America. And there's a picture of Rob O'Neill. He's got the, Scared that was the like there's the Demon Hunter emblem on his uh, kit. And, uh, but you should, I'll send you that's some cool. of the songs. It's badass, but. The Christian music is badass. So yeah, forgive me, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know these rapid fire. Gotta fires? be me. Yeah. Oh, your, yeah. These are okay, so these always scare me. They came from. They came from. Uh, they came from the audience. So okay. These scare worry. me even more. Yeah. I have people that are like, "Hey, we have ten questions, and they're going to be a little offbeat." I'm like, mm, "Great." And rapid fire really scares me because I'll sometimes I'll just say something. I'm like, "Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said that." 
Um, These might be slightly rapid fire. What's your favorite meal before a concert? I usually don't eat. Okay. I Coffee. Like, whatever they had at catering. Caffeine. Like, if I go on stage at 10, I try to eat dinner by, like, 6.30 or 7 and get, like, substantial food. That way, like, I'm not feeling, like, sick on a hot day. You know, you got to have yeah. food in your system. <laughs> but, like, I try to drink coffee, like, an hour before I go on. What brand of guitar do you use? I don't care as long as it sounds good. boy. It's kind of like a horse. Like, I don't care what kind of horse it is. If it works, it works. But... Martin Gibson. Um, I've got some uh, handmade guitars that if I told you the name brand, you would never even recognize it. I don't even recognize Martin or Gibson. (laughs) 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 Uh, What's a good song that you like to hear on the radio you might turn up? That's not Kojo. Oh, I was going to plug my single. I like anything that sounds like traditional country music when I'm listening to the radio. Yeah, like I like I I will flip through stations, and if I hear the hip hop, country stuff, like not trying to bash anybody, but I I'll turn it off. Yeah, like it's not what I wanted to hear. Right. <laughs> so, but when he's grilling, he can sing a whole Snoop Dogg song without looking at the lyrics. I, so, I can do know, that. If you bring those '90s lyrics back up from Snoop Dogg, he's got you. I do love some Snoop Dogg. Double G. Who is your rodeo hero, and why is it Dale Brisby? <laughs> <laughs> Because I know where you came from, man. <laughs> came from nothing, just like me, man. <laughs> just like me, baby. And uh, the same day, too. Yeah. Same day. Uh, <laughs> nothing going on that day. I don't know. Rodeo hero, man. I, I, I won't, I'm not going to say this just because he's one of my best buddies, but like I do have a ton of respect for Colby Lovell. Yeah. For all the try. He's a cowboy. All those years, That's man. All those NFR appearances. He's won everything you can win, and he kept going until he got his gold buckle. And he had the he had the – he was, uh, he he knew, and I'm, I got it. Yeah. I'm not going to say, well, now I need another one. I got it. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to sit back, and he's still enjoying life ranching and raising, you know, roping horses and training. And I just, I don't know, like, he did it all, and he's like, I'm not going to quit till I get one. Yeah. And then he got it, and he went, all right. So y'all there's, a, there's a yeah. lot of guys out there that you're like, and you're a rodeo cowboy, but are you actually, are you also cowboy. a cowboy? Yeah. And with Colby Lovell, you ain't got to wonder that. No. Nah. That's this fool, not to, he goes, I said something about working cows at my house yesterday. He's like, oh, you were working your cows. I was like, yeah. He goes, I, I thought you'd be down there with Colby or something. I'm like, I have cows, Dale. I'm a cowboy. I'm like, sorry. When you're not at a concert, I picture you horseback with Colby somewhere. I'm not sure why. No, it was me and Carson busting our butt on our own herd. I, I got out of the truck and I and I see I see him come across the driveway, like past the barn, you know, coming kind of towards the bus barn over see there. See him all hot branded. Yeah, I, I I can still hear y'all over there, and I see him come through, and I was like, Yeah, good on him. Went right back inside. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't even I'm come not talk saying to y'all. It's not like you're not allowed. To cowboy outside of what you do with Kobe, but like it's good, man. I don't take when I don't know the details. I just imagine you're just hanging out with Colby Lovell all the time. Me and Carson have done gone down there and done some hog team roping in the river bottom. That's pretty fun. Even a while ago, when you brought up the hog thing, I was like, "You and Colby, see what I'm saying?" (laughs) No, it wasn't. All right, go ahead. But uh, finish this sentence. Mamas don't let your. (laughs) Really? Yeah, we already cowboys grow up to be babies. These these are from the audience. Wow. So I don't. I'm, By the way, everybody gave me credit for that. That was Waylon Jennings in 1976. 
Right. Yeah, that, that was Waylon. That was not Kojo. Kudos to you for clarifying. You and what good-looking bull riding legend share the same birthday? <laughs> we already went over all these. The answers is a problem. Dude, I know. Yeah. These, these <laughs> if you me. had to fight someone that an event at a rodeo, you have to pick an event of someone to fight, which event would you pick last? What? Mine Explain is bareback that. riding. Bareback riders you, are going to be the last people on the list that I choose to fight. Oh, like that type of person? Yeah. Uh, it would not be barrel racers because I feel like they could probably stomp you, and then that would be horrible. Yeah. Um, Mine's bareback riding. You can choose mine, too. No, steer wrestlers. Yeah, that's a good I think one. there's a requirement. You have to be at least 6'4 to be a steer wrestler. Why do you think Cowboy Scale of 1 to 10 has been your greatest song? <laughs> Dude, these are from the audience. So. <laughs> because Ned Ledoux was on it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Red Steagall. Red Steagall. Uh, you used to ride bulls, but recently started team roping. Has your wife always worn the pants in the relationship, or is that recent? That I don't know where that wow. came from. Who wrote that? Wow. <laughs> Uh, we'll just skip that. Yeah, skip that. Um, Pass. You're in the team roping box. You're backed up. You're about to nod, and your mascara starts running. What do you do? Oh, my gosh. Another team roping You just joke. let it go. You rope anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one. I mean, you rope anyway. And that's the end of them. And uh -oh. your mascara starts running. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. I've broken more things on my body. I, team was, roping. Say I, was, okay with, I was okay with that joke just because... I've broken more fingernails roping right. than I ever did when I was riding bulls. You wait till I do the podcast with Trevor and you hear his rapid fire questions. Oh, <laughs> you need to get me on that one. I have had them those questions for years. I can't wait. You're to gonna ask have them. to wind up making me like a like a half the time co-host on these. Yeah, I'm sure you could get a spot. Well, because he like today whose name like would go it's first? mostly about me. I would love to sit back and think and be like, how can I screw this entire conversation up? How who's, can I get him? Whose name would go first? Would it be the Kojo Dale, Dale Brisby show, or would it be the Dale Brisby? I'll Kojo? take a featuring. It really depends on that with that, special guests. That uh, paperwork that Howie's going to send you. <laughs> That's what I was going <laughs> to name it. Yes. So that my you'll get the contract. Don't worry. Yeah, it depends on the guarantee. My original name, <laughs> uh, my my original name for the show was Rodeo's Finest and Guest. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's what I was going to call it, but I just didn't know who would maybe get the joke or not. But. You'd have Luke Branquino on here. I was on his. He, yeah, he's him. a funny sucker, dude. Yeah. My my goal is to, I, I want to do a lot of podcasts. There's just so many stories out there. I got to do Boots and Wes O'Neill, the brothers. That That's cool. Boots, it's 90 years old, still ranching, but capturing some of those stories and just a little bit of the stuff that may not have gone into the documentary. Yeah, well, to me, there's got to be a part two. Yeah. So in, in the Deer Rodeo documentary, at the very end, I say, and I forgot I said it. I say, if tomorrow I wake up and they say, that's it, you're done, you got to go home to your wife and kids, I'd do it with a smile. Mm -hmm. Well, 2020 happened after that, and they canceled all my shows, and I did not smile very much. I was so yeah. pissed off, and I was so angry. And 2020 was such a like life-searching year, but then 2021 comes around, crazy 2022 even crazier 2023 even crazier and i was like at some point we have to go hey documentary is great but this is what's happened since then like yeah, there is bet. just it has been boom 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 go 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 success 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 fight 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 for it and it's like eventually we have to do a part two yeah like 
I don't know. I can tell I my love, story all I want, but like it, it's different when it's visual and you can see it and you're like, oh, that happened and that happened. I love what Brandy said in there. Um, I hope I don't butcher it, but it was something along the lines of the dream. Just because, like, just just because, because the dream doesn't come true doesn't mean that a dream a won't, dream come, true. won't yeah. come true. That yeah. was pretty profound. That's awesome that you have such a powerhouse of a wife, just a pistol of a wife that yeah. is pistol backfires sometimes. <laughs> Kicks a little bit. And y'all made <laughs> and y'all made the most perfect little girls. Oh, I know. Clara is Different, so sharp, so yeah. smart, and articulate. That backfires on me too. No, oh, I bet you're trying to talk to a six year old, and she starts mm-hmm. getting smart like she's sixteen, and I'm like, "What? Stop! No!" no, no like no. she is no. smart. I know, <laughs> and it makes me angry. I'm like, she's still like, dang, dude. Is she still like right here with you, or are you? Is dad not cool? Oh no! When does Today, that? Happen? I was like, she was like, I walked in, I had my cowboy hat on, and both of, whoa, where are you going? They wanted you there. What do you, I'm just, I'm going to Huntsville. Well, can we go? That's no, awesome. No, I'm going, well, why can't we go? I'm going to drop the truck off. The ranch truck's happening. I'm going to drop the truck off to get worked on. I got to get my cell phone fixed. I'm going to do a podcast with Jeremy and, and Dale. And well, why, why can't we go? Still not hearing That's, a reason, Dad. Like a good, <laughs> good day. Yeah. We could go eat at this Mexican food restaurant on the way out of town. Like they're planning the day. Yeah, right. I was like, girls, I will be back home. Well, when do you leave again? Tomorrow. Look, and I'm like, God dang, girls! Like, yeah. it, yes, they love me, and I love them too. Yeah, that's awesome. I kind of got after him yesterday when we were working cows. I felt bad a little bit, but then I working cows. That no, that. I just like both of them had to wear these cowboy hats. They don't fit, but we're going to be cowboys. You know, we're going to wear our cowboy hats. About the second time Carson got off his horse to hand him one of their hats because we're going across the pasture and the wind just blows it off, and I'm riding a horse that if if your hat blows past him it's going to be it's going to be an issue those are the yeah. best kind yeah i'm t- well that's what they say otherwise it gets boring people say that to make up for like do you need a loan a bad- to get you a horse that won't do Dude, that this is a this is a hats if it well <laughs> i rode over and i feel like i felt like john wayne or gus mccray or something no i'll probably like call like woodrow call hey they both look at me and i said that's the last hat we're getting off a horse to pick up you understand me and then they, <laughs> yes, and then, sir. And I'm like, I ain't picking up no more hats. <laughs> I'm like, then I rode off, and I'm like, God, I'm a butthole. It's that like, sounds I, like I didn't my even dad. want to say that, but my dad said crap like that to me, so I had to. And <laughs> that's just, a, my dad. Was like, get your elbows down, <laughs> or like, get up here. Like I'd be like trailing back. Like I remember those same things. That's where that's where it came from when I was talking about the super puncher. Like I talk about, like get them elbows up because yeah. I can in my head I can hear my dad because I'll be trotting across the pasture, <laughs> you know, seven years old. Like, it's like get your elbows down. <laughs> uh, you got to yell at him like that. That's part of that's part of it. Well, we we usually wrap these up with life advice. <clears throat> oh, you want me to give life advice? Yeah, we each do, but yours is going to be better than ours. So, mm-hmm. uh, y'all didn't bring anything prepared to say. Oh yeah, we're completely prepared. Yeah, it's yeah. only the you that didn't know it. Yeah. You don't listen to podcasts. Well, somebody else you. go first. <laughs> I don't know. You're the uh, special guest. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple. Um, always give 100 percent unless you're donating blood. That's my go-to. <laughs> I'm taking that one too. That's my go-to. I'm gonna keep that dad joke. I don't, I, I like recently. I did read you. You you won't have more faith than you have humility. So I just think in people's walk here lately, 
I have completely underestimated my entire life how big of a deal pride is as a sin and humility is as a virtue to be chased after. So that would be my life advice that when when chasing holiness, you have to chase humility. The closer you get to God is almost the only way. That Because then you realize how much we pale in comparison. Because if otherwise, like, if you start patting yourself on the back, then you're proud of being humble. Yeah. So you, you have to, anyway. It's always there and yeah. masked. Matthew 23, 12 is all I got. You know, like, to that, like Brandy's told me before, though. She's like, you should take a few moments to be proud of yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you just always, it's not good enough. You know, I could be better at this. I could be better. I, you know, she's like, take time. Like, even it's by yourself. Take your time to, to go, I've accomplished a lot, and I'm proud of that. And she's like, don't be prideful. Yeah, like, appreciate what like, you've done. Take time yeah. to be proud of yourself a little bit. I think like, she, I think that's important to like what you're saying. If somebody's listening to it, there's a difference. There's she, a big difference between she, being prideful and being proud of yourself. Yeah, I think she's using it in a much different context. Like, yeah. because somebody can be deflated and they think that everything they do is trash, and you think that this concert sucked. And like, there's I've a there's there, an man. other side of the yeah, coin yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. This was a great show you put on tonight, and you it's okay that you look back at your performance and. You know, because you've got to put on a good show to get paid at the right. next one. So, like, did we do a good job? That was a good job. Well, that kind of leads me into what I was going to say. Is I, I think that what has worked for me in my life is surround yourself with people that you want to be like. Because, like, I admire my wife. She, oh, my God. Sometimes she pisses me off so bad at the stuff she does, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Like, But I wouldn't trade her for the world. Like, I love her, yeah. and, I, and I admire her. I look up to her. I respect her. And her being able to tell me that or like you place friends around you where you pick up the phone and you call your buddy and say, Oh my God, she's driving me nuts. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm so angry. I want to say this. I want to do this. I want to, and your buddy says, Hey, you might feel that way, but that's not right. Yeah. Like, instead of the buddy that says, yeah, screw yeah, her. Screw her. Let's go do this. You got to have a buddy that. that says, Hey man, you can be mad all you want, but like that's, you can't say or do those things. Like, yeah. Stay, stay, stay with her and work, keep working. You know what yeah. I mean? That's a, that's the, so that's what I mean too is, and, and also <clears throat> like the guys that I surround myself with, like when I get frustrated roping, yeah. it's, Hey man, I don't want to hear it. Like keep digging, keep going. You know, the, the, the men that I surround myself with out on the road that take a very high, a very, um, they value what we do for the art that it is. Like that means a lot to me. It's not just a paycheck. Like we value what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Lefew told me one time. I asked him. I said, "Can you give me some advice? Just give me some Gary Lefew wisdom." And he sits there for a minute and he says, "Remain in a constant state of positive expectancy. Okay. Remain in a constant state of positive expectancy, and place men around you that you want to be like." You told me that that night ten years ago. Yeah, I, I remember I, that like I it was yesterday. It all the time. You told me that like you told me that ten years ago, and I remember that. And I have found that people that have come into my life that aren't people that I need to be around, it's like if you truly trust, if you trust the wisdom and you trust God to put those people in your life or take them out, like they fall off the boat pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, and you're like, I didn't even realize that like that person was in my life for a year and they gone. Like they just gone. Yeah. And it's like, how did they even get gone? Like they weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. And then you think about new friends and the new friends been around 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like, dang, 
dang, that's why Dale Brisby is not only my best friend, but my hero. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Does that inspire you for your wisdom? <clears throat> and I'm the most humble. <laughs> and what I'm you, the most humble. What do you got, Jeremy? Man, I'm going to rewind to the beginning when you, uh, when you outlined to bring influence from others, but don't, don't try to make their thing your thing. Um, and I think there's a lot to unpack in that because even if it did work, which it doesn't, right? right. So, it, you know, if it doesn't, everybody's going to see, I mean, it doesn't work. Everybody's going to see through it, all of that. But even if it did work, it, it won't work for you long-term. It won't work to, to, to make you feel better. Or you be okay with it because it was never your thing. So even the, the worst thing that could happen was you find a lot of success trying to be somebody else mm-hmm. that you've got to try to continue to be. You know, instead of ever getting a break to go back to be you and what you brought to the table, you've always got to pretend to be somebody else, even if it were to work, which it doesn't work. So I think that when you, you know, when you, when you kind of outlined, you know, make it your own, make sure you make it your own. It's important for you for, for every part of it. Got to be me. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. In a Texas kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> me. Ain't nothing on you. I'm trying to think of all that. <laughs> wild as you <laughs> um cool well check out cody johnson's next album when does that come out uh november or december we're not really sure yeah, but this fall this fall yeah coming out this fall Possibly uh, this please check out dear rodeo i know that it's on i watched it on youtube youtube amazon prime apple yeah, it's um, everywhere yeah and um yeah kojo.com codyjohnson.com is that what it is? I think we have all of them now. We've got them all. <laughs> yeah. When you get to that level, you can miss you got them all. Yeah, yeah, it all goes. Because I got Rodeo. Type got, in C-O, and it'll fill in the blank for you. There you go. <laughs> it's just because you Google yourself a lot. That I doesn't do that. work for it. Oh, I do. Yeah. I want to make sure there's nothing bad out there. I'll Google the top articles. I'll be like, I'm still good. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. All right. I've only got two. I got RodeoTime.com and DaleBrisby.com. Those but are two really good ones. They're good. Yeah, that's where you guys should go. Cody Johnson or RodeoTime.com. And then if you're in the Huntsville area and outer rings of that, Turnkey Metal Buildings can build you a house. Oh, yeah. Turnkey Custom Homes. Built by Turnkey.com. Built by Turnkey.com. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of rewriting the the home building thing. Like, it's a custom deal, but, like, you're paying for more than just a freaking four walls and a roof. So. We're trying to. Very honest. I'm a pretty good spokesperson. Yeah. Cody is using him. <laughs> Cody uses him for everything. Yeah. But honesty. Like yeah, like no, just, I'm not joking. This dude has access to my bank accounts here. Like I don't, I he could clean me out if I if uh, yeah. if I if he took all my money and Lisa's the same way in Graham. It's Lisa and Jeremy Ray Melanson. They could literally take all my money. And the banker called me and she was like, "This doesn't look like your signature." I was like, "No, that's Lisa's. She just signed it. It's okay." <laughs> But like Jeremy and Lisa could take all my money. And if you did, I would be like, okay, if it happened with them, there was literally no one else on the earth I could have happened with. So like, (laughs) but like, that's the level of honesty you have here and at the grounds. So if you need a place to stay in Huntsville, come stay at the grounds. So horse friendly, got all the things. Cowboy living. Cowboy living. If you're going to school at Sam Houston, or if you just want a place to live in Huntsville, go to the grounds. We're on to the next one. Thank you so much for listening and watching. 940-353-0890. Pow, pow.